Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. You got coronavirus. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should How do we say limit the protesting? Should government limit the protesting? Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. You make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith? I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. Avoid crowds of any type, and I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. It's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined on a lot of things. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what is the danger. And you can make your own conclusion about that. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. I'll be honest with you. I've got to return. I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag and Green, wherever he is. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Lost your camera. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, what would it be if it wasn't a duct tape production? Um I don't know. We're, we're dealing with a little technical difficulties, as always. We've got some weird kind of crackly audio going on, so bear with me. See if I can figure it out. But we always muscle through. This time will be no different. And we will, of course, make do. Again, it's uh, well another week of news to cover. There were so many congressional hearings this week that I would like to discuss, but I don't even have the time to. Uh, yeah. Feisty Bill Barr against the Democrats. That was a great show. All the big tech uh, heads assuring us there's no censorship and there's no problems with China or anything like that. We will forgo those. Instead, I want to cover Dr. Fauci before Congress on Friday, and particularly his exchange with Jim Jordan. Uh, we finally found the one thing that Dr. Fauci won't recommend against during Coronapocalypse, and that's Black Lives Matter protests, apparently. Uh, so, Yeah, but use those glory holes. <laughs> I did anyone ask him about glory holes? That was an opportunity missed potentially. No, but I did see uh, an article or something that was like, it's fine to use glory holes as long as you aren't spreading. Well, that was the Canadian health uh, official British Columbian. Oh, was health. that what it was? Yeah. yeah, yeah we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. So we'll My go, th- we'll go through that. And uh, mentioning the technical difficulties, of course, keep an eye on the chat. Keep me informed guys. If you're encountering any problems, cause we, we got a weird night tonight, apparently. Anyway, uh, it looks good. 
as predicted, the mask wars are turning violent as well. Uh, when you cold approach your fellow citizen and issue a demand, sometimes that creates conflict. We have plenty of episodes of such conflict. Some, I hope, will be a little bit of comedic relief, though all of them, well, not all, of, many of them are quite serious. One of them's a shooting, although that's a social distancing dispute, not a mask dispute, but same thing. Uh, we have updates in uh, Seattle. Axing its police department or working towards that Portland supposedly striking a deal with the feds to reduce the presence of federal officers. And then in Minneapolis, they're doing their part to honor St. George Floyd. He who is without sin and sacrificed for the rest of us. George Floyd, did he? Uh, and then later in the show, Patreon has suffered a major loss in court against uh, Owen Benjamin and the Bears, potentially opening the door for the company to get financially wrecked by the patrons of those people wrongfully banned. That's a fun one to discuss. Plus, as always, a couple of hoax hate cases to close. And we will uh, take Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive in between topics and to close the show as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Hero Soap uses no synthetic chemicals, dyes, or fragrances. Just fantastic smelling natural ingredients from a veteran-owned company with a focus on benefiting veteran charities like the Gary Sinise Foundation and the Wounded Warrior Project. Let freedom clean knowing you are avoiding harmful chemicals and helping worthy pro-America causes in the process. And the best way to keep clean is to subscribe. When you do, not only will Hero send you a fresh bar to your door each month so you never run out, but Hero will also match the amount of soap you purchase and send it overseas to a deployment location. Hero is offering listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. Let freedom clean at HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off store-wide. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap Company, plus uh, a bunch of other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Got a couple meetups as well. Over in uh, Indiana, they apparently had a nice Greek dinner in, I'm not even sure what part of Indiana, but in Indiana generally. So uh, shout out to that group. I'm told that the couple on the bookend couple here on the left and on the right uh, paid for the meal of the other two. So Aww. shout out to them. That's so nice. And then in your neck of the woods, a uh, group went uh, out to a shooting range, apparently. Up, oh, up I near know Coeur those fellas. Oh, do you? Oh yeah, I met him at the at the hangout. You the have uh, you have a lot of beard to work with there, <laughs> and uh, of course that's always good to see. Glad to see prepared citizens. Uh, of course, uh, stay away from Ruby Ridge. Don't let them snipe your wives or dogs or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> other than that, why am I laughing? This is very tragic. Fun. It's not too soon. We're a couple decades removed. Yeah, it'll always be too soon, Randy Weaver. Yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, since apparently we're going to have a technical issues show, but last week you may have noticed a lot of people emailed me. YouTube published the show in sort of a weird state where it was in this two hour chunk. And typically what that means 
So you couldn't see either the first 45 minutes or the last 45 minutes of the show. What that means typically is YouTube is still processing the show. You'll see yeah. it like that immediately after live for an hour or two. Then it's all playable. This week, Susan just decided, um, among punishing me in various ways, not to process the show correctly. So it, it just lingered in that half-processed state for a couple days until I emailed them. Was it a couple days? They got it fixed by Wednesday, which unfortunately is toward the la the latter portions of this show's life cycle. Yeah. So rest assured, th thank you guys for emailing me when you see issues. I can bang down the door with some representative from YouTube in India, but other than that, it's kind of out of my hands. They will get it fixed eventually. Long point longer here. Uh, if you see playback issues on YouTube, always see if you can find the show on BitChute. That's linked in the description. Uh, DLive, it's always over there. You can head over to DLive and look under the replays tab. The video version of the show will always be there as well. So whether it's processing issues or remember a few months ago, Susan had the weird audio sync issues with the show. Right. That's It's been a while since yeah. we've had that. And, and even... Um, even if you don't plan to watch over in those places tomorrow, just go sign up and, and follow the show or follow people you like generally because the day of Susan is coming. I, I guarantee whether I say this week it was talking about those doctors getting videos banned and, and all that. You never know when the day of Susan comes. So follow us on those spots and you will get the video show where Susan can't mess with it. Oh, can I do some shameless self-promotion? Yeah, sure. On this show... We never talk about interviews before we get them recorded. It's because, <laughs> however, well, for good reason, yeah. For good reason, yeah. However, we're going live tomorrow, so I think it's probably fine to talk about it. But on my other channel, which is called Motherland, I do it with Robin Riley, who is CC Bucko. Um, we are interviewing Rouge V uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll put the link um, on my gab. It'll be on Robin's Twitter as soon as we get that up. So. Come hang out with us in the live chat. All right. Moving into the uh, the news of the week. The main story of the weekend is um, is the return of these astronauts. So SpaceX's spacecraft carrying two NASA astronauts splashed down into the Gulf of Mexico today, marking a safe end to a two-month mission. Uh, upon landing, Mission Control dispatched a joke to welcome the astronauts. Thank you for flying SpaceX. I don't know if they got a, if they, Elon Musk personally greeted them or anything like that, but maybe. I don't know. The mission was uh, technically a test flight to certify SpaceX's Crew Dragon as a human-rated spacecraft that queues up the vehicle to begin making regular trips to the International Space Station. Another Crew Dragon spacecraft is already being prepared to launch another mission soon, and SpaceX uh, plans to refurbish this particular craft that just landed uh, to fly in or the one they took out this time to fly another crewed mission in the spring. Wow. Really? Would you want to be the second person? Would that be better or worse? I mean, it's, it's proven at this point, at least once I'd rather, well, but it surely got banged up and stuff, right? You hope they have good. Uh, yeah. Checking all the welds and things on, uh, probably on... would be better. <laughs> well, uh, all of this of course comes after, so they're going to do one in the spring and then apparently, there's another one planned after that. So th there's going to be a more and more U.S. Uh, spaceflight coming up. But all of this comes after NASA has been working on returning to human spaceflight uh, or returning human uh, spaceflight to U.S. soil for nearly a decade. It lost uh, that capability after retiring the space shuttle program in 2011. So NASA decided not to create their own replacement for the shuttle, but to contract that task out to commercial companies. Kind of controversial at the time, but... Uh, 
surprise, surprise, apparently private industry can build a better spacecraft than NASA can, or at least maybe more Who efficient. Who would have sunk it? Yeah. Now, I, wanted, I haven't seen this video because I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to show you this because um, there was a ridiculous video, a viral video of a guy eating a wasp or a hornet's nest. I'm not sure which. But it went viral this week. This will be your first viewing. Uh, check this out. You wanted him, Why? bitch? Is that who you really wanted? You sure about that? There he is, bitch. <laughs> so there isn't much known about this video that I've been able to find who he is, why he did it, where this is. The video appeared on Reddit on Thursday. The video is thought to be directed toward the man's ex-partner, as in that's why he's saying that's what it sounds like, yeah. you wanted him, bitch, and not me, I guess, proving he's tough or I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I definitely would have gotten back together with any number of ex-boyfriends if I had seen them eat some wasps. Yeah, well, good for him. That's um, I've I've not I've seen a lot of things in this life. I've never seen someone do that. That is a first for me. What, what uh, is this timeline? What I can't and I can't believe uh, of all the significant news of the week, such as the revelations of Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. I, I buried that below wasp eating guy. But this we, is not revelatory. I mean, maybe it is. It's it's confirmation. But like, I think we all knew this, right? So these court documents from the Ghislaine Maxwell um, lawsuit have been um, been revealed. And this allegation that Clinton traveled to Epstein's island, which we've been hearing for years, he's denied it. Obviously true. So accuser Virginia uh, Jeffrey, is that how you say your last name? I don't know. I think so. Uh, yeah, we can go um, with that. Uh, she said that when Clinton was on the island with Epstein, there were two young girls there whom she could identify. And so we talked about this um, last year, I believe. And I think it was when this investigative journalist told Fox News uh, that there were underage girls on the island or on the plane when Clinton traveled on it. And sometimes he had a Secret Service detail. Sometimes he didn't. And he was on the plane 27 times. So and I'm sure that these girls are underage and everything like that. So everybody's talking about this like it's really revelatory. But I'm like, well, uh, didn't we already know that Bill? I'm sure Bill Clinton did some shit. Did you see the Alan Dershowitz interview with Tucker this week? No. What happened? I don't know. I thought that Tucker kind of went hard on him. Not too hard. I mean, I wish he would have gone gone harder. But like uh, considering that Dershowitz has been a guest on Tucker in a less provocative capacity <laughs> many other times. Mm -hmm. I expected it to be a total softball, but he kind of got after him a little bit, but um, it sounds like Dershowitz is just going to tie to try to take down this Virginia character. He was saying that she's a liar, that she's implicated people that he can prove have never met Epstein and everything like that. And I don't use this term ever, but it sounded like a lot of victim blaming nonsense. Hmm. And I'm sure Dershowitz, he's like, well, I brought my two grandchildren there. Would I have done that if I was having sex with underage women? I'm like, that's exactly what would you, what you would do if you wanted to have a cover story, you gross old man. <laughs> so I'm sure he was there getting his feet rubbed by women that were totally of age um, and that nothing sorted was happening. All right.
So yeah, not a lot of uh, like brand new information, just confirmation of what people already claimed or suspected or in some cases claimed to know was true. Yeah, totally. Right. Just uh, more assassinations. He also, Dershowitz also said that Epstein did kill himself. So, so we know that he, he's full of crap on all fronts. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, it was uh, speculated this week that Biden was going to announce his vice presidential pick yesterday after a Politico piece profiling Biden's possible picks named Kamala Harris uh, as the yeah. pick and said Biden. This is what was weird. This was published in a a Politico piece that profiled all the potential picks. This is Kamala Harris's old face pictured here. They need to update that photo to the new face. But uh, th- this piece that Politico published profiled all the potential picks. Of course, all women, because Biden has said he's committed to picking a woman, and most of them precious women of color, the most coveted pick of them all, including Kamala Harris. And the language under Kamala Harris didn't, all the other candidates had language that said, here are the pros, here are the cons, here's a short biography of that person. Kamala Harris just had language under that said, Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris to become his running mate for the 2020 election on August 1st, two weeks before the convention. And then in the announcement, according to Politico, Biden called Harris a worthy opponent, worthy running mate, blah, blah, blah. Of course, this was published, though, on uh, the 28th this week. So this was four days, three or four days before the supposed publication date. It's very That's a odd. leak. It's a uh, leak. It definitely is a leak. They would not do this intentionally. Although my mom and I have made a $50 bet because she's totally convinced it's going to be Michelle Obama. She's like, this was the plan all along. That would be a scary pick. That is their, I think, their most uh, dangerous player. If, if Well, she would play better with the black community than, uh, than Kamala. Oh, 100%. Very unlikable. Yeah. yeah. So either this Politico thing was a bunch of crap or in in my opinion, I think there's a good solid chance that this was a legitimate leak and that the Biden team decided to back off knowing that this would show obvious coordination between the Biden campaign and Politico or the press in general. But Biden mm. made no announcement this weekend. So make of that what you will. Uh, as the Babylon Bee is reporting this weekend, the Biden campaign, uh, Biden says he's so close to a VP, a VP pick, he can smell her. So the, the decision is coming very soon. He's huffing longer, deeper inhalation, said his campaign manager, uh, Greg Schultz. That means he's getting really, really close. So expect oh, that yikes. soon. They Me- do great work over there. The oh, yeah. A+. plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Dan Bongino is reporting this morning or tweeting this morning saying that he has sources close to the Biden team telling him that Biden's cognitive decline is rapidly worsening and is becoming increasingly difficult to mask. The Democrats are going to have to make a decision soon. As mentioned in the Politico piece, the Democratic National Convention starts two weeks from tomorrow, August 17th. So I don't know who Dan's sources are, but I know I'm not seeing a lot of Biden. He hides in the basement. He yeah. does a lot of um, he does a lot of appearances that aren't I don't even know if they're live. Like you could theoretically edit those things. Some of them are live to 19 yeah. viewers. So who knows? Who knows how well these things are checked or monitored? I rarely trust people based on their own word without any kind of evidentiary support. However, Dan Bongino has been very consistent since 2016. And he's had a lot of good information on the Spygate stuff ahead ahead of the curve on a lot of Spygate stuff. So I have no reason to think that he's full of crap or making at least making it up. I'm Mm -hmm. sure someone reliable did tell him this, but again, unconfirmed. So make of it what you will. 
We got to update the Austin shooter story after last weekend where we were just kind of spitballing at the wall, admittedly, because a lot of the facts were in limbo and still a lot of the facts are not entirely clear, but it's more clear than it was at the time we were live last Sunday. And because it's a pretty clear self-defense case, I can think it's funny again. So I think so, but we'll have to see. Uh, I think it's a self-defense case. That is, I don't know how hilarious I think it is, but we got all the jokes out last weekend. There'll be no more of that based on the reporting and the available footage. It sounds like what happened is this. So, um, Garrett Foster was, of course, the guy with the AK-47 who was shot dead. And he had his wheelchair-bound girlfriend, and they were participating in the protests in the streets in uh, downtown Austin. So a car, you can see footage of this, a car, or the car with the shooter in it, shooter was driving, tries to make a right-hand turn and is obstructed by these protesters in the streets. And the car drives by the protesters somewhat aggressively and somewhat fast, I think is fair to say, based on the footage. I don't know if it's clear to to say he was trying to hit them, but he looks like a driver who's frustrated with people in the roadway. Let's put it that way. And so he makes this right-hand turn and then the mob surrounds the car. And we could see that in some of the footage that we saw last weekend. Garrett Foster was part of this mob surrounding the car and he had his, his AK on him, obviously. So the driver of the car shot Garrett Foster claiming that the AK-47 was pointed at him, and then the driver drove away. Someone else in the crowd returned fire on the car. And this is the claim of the driver himself. The driver called 911 immediately thereafter. So I don't know why the driver would make up that lie to benefit himself. That seems... Right. It seems credible to me. Um, So at this time, it's not believed that Garrett Foster fired his rifle, though I still do find the sound of the video to be odd. It definitely sounded like a larger caliber or a rifle caliber round initially followed by handgun, but sound can be deceptive depending on perspective. And and certainly when sound is bouncing off walls in an urban environment like that. So all, all, I think it was eight shots. They all came from the driver of the car. No. So the story is, I think the, the first five were from the driver of the car at Garrett Foster. And, and then, then the remaining three, three were the second shooter. And as far as I know, that person is unidentified or not. At least I haven't seen a name, but that person fired at the car when the car was driving away. So return. Fire. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Now the shooter has been identified or has identified himself as Daniel Perry. He's an active duty army soldier with the first cavalry division stationed at Fort hood. Perry was released and police are still investigating. I'm told by sources with uh, knowledge of Texas law, just friendly sources with the show. Uh, so Texas is a stand your ground state. There's no duty to retreat. Okay. In addition, vehicles have special legal protection in Texas, meaning the driver would be justified in using self-defense if he reasonably believed Foster or the mob were trying to remove him from his vehicle. Now, as far as I know, they never opened the door. You can hear them beating on the car though. That, that you can hear. Yeah, in the video. that's not great. Yeah. Uh, now, sources tell me self-defense would not apply if the driver provoked the attack. It's not necessarily clear that he did. There was that somewhat aggressive driving that'll have to be sorted out. But of course, the, the driver does have a right to be driving in the roadway. I know technically pedestrians always have the right of way, but does that include just outright occupation and blockading <laughs> the street? Yeah, we should get this sorted out. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, the the claim of the driver is it was self-defense. People who I know who are familiar with Texas law say that's going to be a pretty solid claim for him. 
And the only other piece of this story, the question, did he ever point the gun at the car? The driver said he pointed the AK at him. The only evidence we have is this photo. I don't know if it's a photo or a still frame. If it's a still frame, I'd like to see the full video. I'm not sure, but this is what's circulating. You can see Garrett Foster in the red square there. He has his rifle shouldered, but it's pretty clear that the muzzle is pointed at the ground. It's not pointed at the car. That said, if a mob is surrounding your car, beating your car, and a guy is advancing with a clearly visible AK-47, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying, okay, I got to wait for him to point that at me before I can right. defend myself. I don't, I don't have a dispute in layman's terms with a guy defending himself in that situation. Texas law is another matter, but that'll have to get sorted out. Yeah, I mean, this ginger dude seems like he uh, got literally what he was asking for in that video. So I'm not losing any sleep over it. Pussies won't do anything about it. As this article is titled, Famous famous Last Words, Garrett Foster. Very unfortunate. Meanwhile, uh, Austin continues to protest in the streets. So this weekend, uh, they were occupying streets again. And... There is, in fact, an easy way to get around these mob blockades. Just have another, uh, have another black guy yell at them. Check this out. I gotta go to work. I got bills. I got kids. Get the fuck out my way. I'm about to air this bitch out. Come on, come on, bro. Let him through. This man's black and he's angry. Right this way. And they do. They just let him right through. So I don't know if that guy's available for hire, but apparently if you just have an enraged black escort, you get a (laughs) like Moses parting, you know, parting the sea. You can uh, you can get through these mobs without incident. Ah, interesting. So some to consider. And maybe that guy has a new gig if he uh, if he is, in fact, available for hire. Anyway, moving into um, Dr. Fauci and uh, some coronavirus updates and the mask war and all that. I wanted to highlight this uh, Simpsons clip that was circulating on Twitter this week. Of course, there are many prophetic Simpsons clips that emerge all the time, not just in coronavirus context, but in all sorts of contexts. This one is from a November 2010 Simpsons episode. And uh, man, it's like a modern documentary. I'd like to. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. We do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So we've got our deadly disease. Now we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So better beware that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender vittles. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Now, in fairness, this uh, this aired just after the swine flu pandemic of 2009. So it's not maybe not as prophetic as it seems. But finding the differences between that clip and real life presently is a tougher task than it should be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Consider all of that in the context of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, appearing before the House Select Committee on Coronavirus Friday to give an update on the state of the virus. There are a lot of things discussed here, but I want to highlight the exchange between Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio and Dr. Fauci. When Jordan asked Fauci whether the mass protests across the country are a risk of viral spread, and if so, what should we do about them? And Fauci refused to answer or at least refused to say whether the protests uh protests specifically are risky here's the exchange dr fauci do protests increase the spread of the virus crowding together particularly when you're not wearing a mask contributes to the spread of the virus should we limit the protesting I, i'm not sure what you mean should how do we say limit the protesting Should government limit the protesting I, I i don't think that's relevant to well i'm i'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way well you make all kinds of recommendations you, no. you make comments on dating on baseball and everything no. you can imagine i'm just asking is there a world where the constitution says you can favor one first amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith i'm not favoring anybody over anybody i'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type no matter where you are and i don't judge one crowd versus another crowd it's a simple question doctor should we limit the protest that i'm not going to opine on limiting anything i'm just going to tell you you've opined a on a lot of things dr Fauci. yeah but i've never this said is something that directly anything. impacts the spread of the virus yeah. and i'm asking your 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 position on the protest i'm not going to opine on limiting anything i'm telling you what it is the danger and you can make your own conclusion about that. You should stay away from crowds, no matter where the crowds are. You see the inconsistency, though, Dr. Fauci? There's no inconsistency, Congressman. There's what? No There's no inconsistency. So you're allowed to protest millions of people on one day in crowds, yelling, screaming, but you try to run your business, you get arrested. And if you stood right outside of that same business and protested, you wouldn't get arrested. Okay. You don't see an inconsistency there? I don't understand what you're asking me as a public health official to opine on who should get arrested or not. Okay. Oh my gosh. The thing is, I actually wouldn't have a big problem with Fauci's answer if he actually stuck with it. If he just said all the time, hey, avoid crowds, wear a mask. I can't make policy and I don't single out activities, but that's what I, those are the decisions I advise people to make. Avoid Except for Tinder sex and right. Yeah. That he, he's talked. I haven't talked about specific activities. I haven't singled out specific activities at all, except well, church. He told churches they may need to forestall communion. Yeah. Um, sports. He said uh, he advised professional sports leagues, including Major League Baseball, to skip the season or at least urge them to consider that. Uh, restaurants, of course. Uh, he advised not going to them at all. As recently as July 24th, schools, Fauci is apparently on board with the reopening of schools under certain conditions. But again, that's him offering his opinion on a particular activity that he says he won't do or doesn't do. Fauci issued a list of the top 10 things or the top 10 places you're most likely to catch coronavirus and to avoid at bars, schools, airlines and public transit, crowds, restaurants, home parties, church, the gym, cruise ships, indoors in general. 
is the last one. Just avoid the indoors. Camp outside, I guess. And the most frustrating thing of all, it's not just that Fauci has avoided the issue of Anthony protests Fauci. in general. It's um, it's which protest? He specifically criticized the lockdown protests back in April, saying those protests would backfire because the economy would not do well anyway until the virus is under control. So he's had plenty critical to say about protests of other themes. It's only when it's Black Lives Matter uh, themes that he he won't he has nothing to say. All of a sudden, I have nothing to say about whether I don't have any scientific evidence to suggest that Black Lives Matter protests are contributing to the spread of coronavirus. I, it's, it's not my place to say I don't advise government to regulate these sort of sorts of things, except for every other context, every, other, yeah. every single other one. And as if I didn't have enough reason to be frustrated with Fauci, I actually would like his answer if he would just stick with that. Stop opining about every little thing and say, I don't care what the crowd is. I don't care who's not wearing a mask. These are my recommendations. They apply to every political perspective. They apply to every event. They apply to everything. Make of that what you will. And I found it rich, too, that suddenly he's saying, well, these are the things we can advise, but I'm not here to say what government can do by force. You've had nothing but recommendations for use of government force for months. Only in this context. Should we not wield government force because that would be excessive? Unbelievable. And he's been so eager to opine just about every other thing. Yeah. Just every other thing. Yeah. This is so absurd. And then just uh, like the, the verbal blunders. He, he could barely get through that sentence. He's like, shit, how am I going to get out of this? There is an easy answer, too. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't care what you're protesting. If you're in a crowd and you're not wearing a mask, in my opinion, that is uh, ripe to spread the virus yeah fair enough fair enough that's consistent that's all i need man if you haven't had enough hypocrisy from dr fauci nowhere was the corona hypocrisy on greater display this week uh or this week than at the funeral of the late congressman john lewis so remember the funeral for your grandma or grandpa that doesn't count only for important people like uh, george floyd or john lewis uh, that that's those are the only funerals that count. And if you disagree, well, that's because uh, it's actually you who wants old people to die and to have them suffer and all that. Now, this was notable for some of the the exemption, the exemption hypocrisy, which I'll get to in, in a minute. But it was also notable for former President Obama's speech. So much like the funeral of George Floyd, the funeral for for uh, John Lewis was some something more of a political rally. So Obama shows up. And it's like he's doing a campaign uh, campaign stop. Just stick an Obama campaign sign on uh, John Lewis's gravesite. <laughs> Here's what Obama had to say: As we pass, we pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. We should keep marching to make it even better by guaranteeing that every American citizen has equal representation in our government, including the American citizens who live in Washington, D.C. and in Puerto Rico. They're Americans by ending some of the partisan gerrymandering so that all voters have the power to choose their politicians, not the other way around. And if all this takes eliminating the filibuster, another Jim Crow relic, in order to secure the God-given rights of every American, then that's what we should do. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, well, um, friendly reminder to Barack Obama, you had the presidency in both houses of Congress. Why didn't you get this stuff done then? But to, right. um, to call the filibuster a relic of, uh, of Jim Crow is, is laughable. So yeah, the, the filibuster has been used or was used by, uh, opponents of the civil rights act, but it's been in practice in the Senate since 1837. So well before that era saying the filibuster is, uh, is a Jim Crow relic is like saying that, that federalism is a Jim Crow relic because opponents of the civil rights act also invoked states rights. Yeah. The, the, the filibuster is a tool like any other. It can be used for good or bad, and we should debate uh, its merits on its own, not necessarily whether we like the outcome policy-wise or not. The question is, should we protect minority rights or should we go by pure majority rule in the Senate? There's a debate there. Have at it. Either way, it's not about the filibuster for Obama. It's about whether it produces the effects that he likes or not. Another reminder he tried to filibuster the Supreme Court uh, confirmation, the hearing for a uh, confirmation hearing for Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito in 2006. He now says he regrets that. But was it a Jim Crow effort? Was it a Jim Crow relic when he was trying to stop Samuel Alito from getting on the court? Was that racist of him? Whatever. You be the judge. <laughs> but that's not it with uh, regard to John Lewis's funeral. So in, additional, in addition to, to that hypocrisy, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, she has a mandatory quarantine policy in place in D.C. If you arrive in D.C. after travel, you must self-quarantine for 14 days. But the kicker is non-essential travel. Non-essential travel, you must quarantine. So if you went to John Lewis's funeral. It's essential travel. That is essential travel. Attendees of that event have been exempted. The mayor says that's because, quote, government activity is essential. Government activity is essential, and the capital of the United States is exempt from the mayor's order. Now, the mayor's office was asked about funerals for regular people uh, and whether that's essential or non-essential activity. So when asked whether attendees of non-government funerals in high-risk areas, John Lewis's was in Georgia, which is considered a high-risk area by Muriel Bowser's office. Whether you go, so they were asked whether attendees of non-government funerals in high-risk areas are still required to self-quarantine under the mayor's order. A spokesman for Muriel Bowser re- responded simply, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to your grandma's funeral, you're from D.C. You go to your grandma's funeral in Florida, whatever. You come back, you're going to self-quarantine. All the Congress men and women who went to John Lewis's funeral in Georgia, they can return to D.C. and it's just fine. No big deal. Because it's essential. It's essential. People are dying alone in nursing homes. They're not getting their last rites. This is insane hypocrisy. I saw a lot of replies from people that are like, yeah, my dad or my grandpa or my grandma or my mom died through all of this. And I was told that a funeral was too high risk or some kind of memorial service was too high risk. We couldn't have one at the time. We had to delay it. It doesn't essential versus non-essential might as well mean important elitist people versus regular folk. It, it really does come down to that. And it's, um, it's a grotesque betrayal of, of equal protection before the law, which is supposed to be a fundamental principle of this country. But that list of betrayals of fundamental principles of this country is getting longer by the day. So mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, it's, it's not really shocking to see it. 
speaking of all the hypocrisies and inconsistencies, again, go ahead and loot or burn or destroy a business. Just don't try to operate one. Tell me about what's going on with the uh, Tillis gym in New Jersey. They're still fighting the governor there. So police say that 33-year-old Ian Smith and 51-year-old Frank Trombetti of Williamstown are both charged with one count of fourth-degree contempt, obstruction, and violation of Disaster Control Act, which I've never even Hmm. heard of that, both disorderly and uh, person summons. So the owners of this gym, they'd been staying inside the gym since last week when a judge ruled the gym owners, the gym was in contempt of um, Phil Murphy's order after reopening their doors. And this has been on Tucker. He's been on Tucker a few times this last few weeks. I think think we're going to show one of the clips. So from July 24th to the 27th, officials say that several people had been observed going in and out of the gym, which they will freely admit, which was a direct violation of the court order. So they were just kind of camped out there. They refused to leave the gym when asked, which is why they've been charged. And one of the owners did appear on Tucker to explain his perspective. It was a great interview. Here's a short segment from it. He should have just set a federal building on fire, screamed the right slogans. Ian Smith would be fine, but he didn't. And so he was arrested. He joins us tonight. From the last time that we spoke, uh, we had lost our newest case of contempt of court. My partner and I had had the doors removed since Thursday, and we had not left the building since. We had two weeks worth of clothing, and we were prepared to stay inside at all costs. But we did agree that we would go peacefully if law enforcement came. That time came this morning at about 5, uh, 5.10 this morning when um, the county sheriff walked walked in the building um, and said that we were under arrest. Frank and I at that point went peacefully. um, And when we arrived back after being booked, uh, we had boarded up doors. You went on this show. You knew that that was wagging a finger in the face of the tyrants who run your state. You did it anyway. Why? Because I'm not afraid of tyrants and no American should be because we outnumber them greatly. And the only thing that they run off of is fear, which is why you see what you see in the media where they're pumping fear into the coronavirus when what they should be pumping is solutions. They don't do that. They don't ever offer any solutions. It's wear a mask, shut up and wait for a vaccine. That's not public health. And I won't subscribe to it. How many infections of COVID-19 have been documented in your gym. Not a single case so far. Uh, First of all, your opinion on that Rasputin beard. I know you have thoughts. What do you want me to do? I'm married. I I can't talk about this. (laughs) High quality one. I need to know what sort of oils he uses. I need to to figure out his conditioning plan on that on that beard. They apparently they got booked, they got charged and they left. They're free. They're not like in jail or anything like that. They went back to their to their gym and the state had boarded it up. And apparently they went in and they just kicked the boards in and they're going to keep resisting. Good. So, again, in New Jersey, a place that is up there with the highest per capita cases and deaths in the country might even be the highest. Actually, I don't I don't have the data in front of me. But you've got coronavirus running rampant through nursing homes and other places that the government has more direct control over. Meanwhile, Phil Murphy is targeting this gym that you can't even demonstrate has transmitted even one case. One case. Of coronavirus. Right. Imagine being like. If, if coronavirus is an emergency or has been New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, those places a few months back were up there with as bad as it gets. Now, mostly they're kind of on the downside of the curve, it seems, after the thing is run through them. But I just don't understand being this vindictive about people who just want to go in there and lift weights. 
and you can't demonstrate they're creating a threat for anybody, at least show me how it's a threat. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a tremendous waste of time. Surely you have more important things to worry about. But cynically, it's just about the exercise of power to make people bend the knee to uh, surrender to your will. And I'm glad that they're not doing it. I got a lot of admiration for them. Good for them. Uh, meanwhile, of course, the mask wars are raging. So the mask mandates are in full effect across the country. And uh, the battle for them, a battle over them, it seems is less frequently between state and citizen, more frequently between citizen and citizen. I'm sure you saw this case last weekend. We're a little behind on this, but I did want to highlight it. In Marshall, Minnesota, a couple wore uh, swastika masks to a Walmart. Sort of a similar trolling thing we saw prior in California. But they, uh, they did this in Marshall, Minnesota as well. And, um, and onlookers were not pleased. Here was the scene. You're sick. Yeah, you're sick. You have an illness. You can't be American and wear that mask. You cannot. You're sick. You're literally wearing a Nazi flag right now. Yeah, because that's what's going to happen here in America. You're sick. Yeah, you thought you literally had a fucking war about this. <laughs> the Nazis lost. Walmart apparently. <laughs> the Nazis. Walmart has banned them for a year. I guess for this. So wear a mask, but that seems no, arbitrary. not that mask. And, and of course, again, it's, it's kind of a mini demonstration of how context is totally irrelevant. If you see a swastika, we're all supposed to be totally outraged. Obviously they don't endorse the swastika. That is not the point of what they're doing. You can dispute whether that's effective protest or not, but those is that obvious? I don't know. They it, had to explain it. It's obvious bit. based on what they're saying. I could see yeah. how, if you just saw them, it might be a little confusing, but they're saying, no, no, we think socialism is coming to this country. We're doing this as an act of protest. And then you still double down on this. We had a war to defeat that. Well, that, yes, they, they support the defeat of the Nazis. That's the point. Yeah. We're going to act like any display of that symbol means that the people who are displaying it are Nazis and not in fact protesting what they view as Nazi behavior. <sighs> no context in this world anymore. Anyway, at another Walmart in Gainesville, Georgia, a, a masked woman approached an unmasked mother and her unmasked children to demand that they wear masks. And the mother replied that children don't need to wear masks. And the older woman replied that she hopes they all die. Here's this lady. They're not supposed to wear them. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Even the school requires children under the age of 10 not to wear them. So why would I never wear Why? You're over all time. You take care of yourself. Fine. All time. You're going to kill me. That's such a great thing to say to someone. I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Good for you. I hope you all die because you're going to kill me and my husband is what she says. It's hard to hear. Oh, my God. Her underlying condition is not everybody else's problem. This is absurd. This is just every week we're going to have this segment. Well, and to go after children, too. To that woman's point, children, I don't know what the state in Georgia is or what Walmart's policy is. As far as I know, Georgia doesn't have a mask mandate. I think the governor was against it. But Walmart's policy, I don't know what it is. 
in most cases, whether it's a state or a store policy, children are exempted. Yeah. Now, the mom wasn't wearing a mask either. But again, I don't know that that's a legal issue in Georgia. That's a Walmart store issue. And I always find it funny how these people who believe that these people are that the non mask wearers are literally spreading the plague. Don't avoid them like the plague. Uh, No, I need to go get I need to go up and get closer to them and get in their faces because they're so dangerous to transmit a virus to me. Why don't you leave? Why don't you go as far away from them as possible? Such to avoid transmission. Nonsense. Uh, meanwhile, of course, we all know that um, that jogger crime is a huge problem in this country. In the Bay Area of California, two hikers told a jogger to put on a mask and the jogger shoved them and ran away. Here's that story. Marin County says he was attacked after asking a jogger to wear a mask. The 58-year-old and 59-year-old man from Larkspur told officials he was hiking with his wife near Phoenix Lake in Ross, saw a jogger approaching him without a mask. Well, the hiker held up his hand, asked the man to put on a facial covering. The jogger pushed him to the ground and kept running. Rangers so far have not found that suspect. Based jogger. Sounds like... Yeah, that guy is... They haven't found him yet. He's on the loose, this jogger who shoved... uh, this older couple. Now, I actually had a similar encounter to this a few weeks back on a hiking trail around here. You're outside. Like why? <laughs> it was a kind of a narrow hiking trail through some dense brush, but I was with a, a group of guys or two other guys. And, um, this couple sees us coming and they stop and they kind of scramble and they, they're messing with their backpacks and they get masks out of their backpacks to put them on just to walk by us on a trail. It was, it was so silly. Once you've put a mask in your bag, it, you've rendered it worthless. One this would think. Thing is, I mean, we're outdoors. It was like an 80 degree sunny day. Just turn your face that way or better yet, just don't go on a trail where you're going to be in close proximity to anyone if you're that freaked out about it. But the idea that the so mask, ridiculous. the mask is minimizing the the risk of any and all transmission in that case. Okay. Did I tell you that my friend has been calling them face blankies? That's basically like what, not, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's making everybody feel safer but not really doing anything at all. There was um oh I, yeah, it's basically a security blanket. I agree. Uh there there was this case at a Staples in New Jersey, a 54-year-old woman confronted a younger woman while they were making copies at this Staples because the younger woman's mask was down. The older woman pointed her cane at the younger woman and then the younger woman tosses her to the ground and the older woman broke her leg. Oh, my God. Some shocking video out of New Jersey. Watch as a woman attacks another woman, grabs her cane, throws her to the ground, breaking her leg in the process. All of this happened inside a store in Hackensack after the victim asked the attacker to wear her mask correctly. It began when both were using copy machines in the store, separated by a plastic partition wall. The younger woman had her mask down. The victim asked her to pull it up, and then the situation escalated, ending in a violent, nasty shove to the floor, where the victim seemed to beg for help as her attacker calmly walked away. The 54-year-old victim had to be taken to Hackensack University Medical Center, where she's undergoing surgery for the broken tibia she suffered from being tossed down. Yeah. You can, so, I see both sides of this. <laughs> I was, 
I was going to say, which side will we pick here? So the, as far as I understand, uh, the old woman, they're, they're next to each other at copy stations. There's a physical plastic barrier, as you can see, between the copy stations. The younger black woman has her mask kind of hanging off her face. The older woman apparently has some pre-existing conditions or is a lung cancer survivor, otherwise predisposed to be worried about this sort of thing. She sees the younger black woman with the masking off her face and says, fix your mask or whatever. The Jogger? She, she jogs at the older woman and says, like, you know, why don't you shut up or whatever. There's no audio, but you can't see. The old woman points her cane at her and kind of a. I don't know. She points her cane as though it's a weapon or something. And then the woman, the, the younger black woman shoves her to the ground. So. Hmm. Inter- I, I without even taking sides here. Again, the more we condition each other to confront each other in this aggressive way, the more you're going to see of this sort of thing. The more we condition ourselves to believe that we are at existential danger merely from being out in public without the face diapers or the face blankets or the security blankets, the more you see this sort of stuff. In, uh, In Miami at a hotel, a man confronted a mother and her son for not social distancing to his satisfaction. He was so angry, he opened fire. But apparently he was a terrible shot and didn't hit anyone. Here's the story. And a man behind bars following a dangerous dispute over social distancing. Police arrested Douglas Marks at the Crystal Beach Suites Hotel in Miami Beach Monday night. Investigators say he was angry because the mother and son were not social distancing themselves. He commanded them to spread apart. And then investigators say he opened fire on the lobby's floor. Witnesses left shaken up. The son and the mom were like crying and they were scared. I just grabbed everybody and put them on the floor. Grabbed my my daughter and everybody, put them on the floor. The mother and son were not hurt. Marks faces several charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Well, good for him for wearing a mask at his court hearing. Very responsible. He'll be very safe in prison. I lost your video. Oh, let me fix that for you. I'm surprised (laughs) it lasted that long. Good. Uh, before we move on, cause this has been a little bit long, but I did want to highlight just some pieces of information to really ask the question, um, is any of this actually doing anything? So is getting confrontational with each other about masks or social distancing or, or any of this stuff that we're watching, is it actually pursuant to any sort of positive effect is the good outweighing the bad that we're watching? Unlikely. I think even more, first of all, there's even more reason to distrust the data we've seen how silly the information coming out of Florida has been a guy. Remember we talked about a guy who died in a motorcycle accident being counted as a coronavirus death, people who fell, people who were shot in the head, all those sorts of things. Texas of course is another major hotspot in the country right now. This week, the Texas department of health announced that 225 of its coronavirus deaths not an insignificant number, by the way. Texas is currently reporting between two and 300 coronavirus deaths a day. So we're saying so a whole day an, is an, an error. An entire day's worth approximately yeah. is an error here for the week of the week prior to July 27th. Those deaths have now been retracted. These were deaths that were attributed to coronavirus, even though coronavirus was not listed as a direct cause of death on the death certificates. The health department says it was an automation error corrected by manual review. And I know it's tempting to think that, oh, these are all anecdotes or, oh, okay, that's 225 out of 150,000. Again, these are the ones that are seen by manual review. These are the ones that actually get human scrutiny. And that... 
we talk about what's the tiny percentage of what the ones that's the ones that are being reviewed by human eyes and minds and ears are the tiny percentage. It's funny mm-hmm. how anytime the slightest scrutiny is applied to these, there's all sorts of holes poked. Yeah. W- without exception, almost. The other question is, what have we gained by doing all of this? Now, quietly, much was made of, of Sweden prior. Sweden had basically rejected um, lockdowns, rejected masks. As far as I understand, Sweden was like, yeah, we're going to protect our old and vulnerable. But other than that, we're going to we're going to go along. We're going to move along and we're going to deal with this. Now, we haven't really checked in on Sweden for a little while, but Sweden has had several consecutive days of zero new deaths. And the seven-day rolling average of new cases has been dropping since June 29th. Now, it is true. That's not to say that everything is great in Sweden. To be full But of is sp- it comparable is the real question. Right. Like, there's still a top 10 country worldwide for deaths per million is Sweden. And it is true that that is higher than their uh, Scandinavian neighbors. However, Sweden is still below other European countries like the UK, Belgium, Spain, and Italy, barely worse than the United States. And as these other countries open up, the question is, will their data catch up to Sweden's and equalize anyway in the end? Have we only delayed the inevitable, the inevitable spread um, at massive cost to the economy and just general personal liberty overall? If that's what happens, that sounds like we just added another problem onto the inevitable problem. That's not fixing the problem. That's just saving it for tomorrow while stabbing ourselves today. That's not yeah. It's not a good solution. And it's not just the economic and the liberty costs. It's having massive uh, costs to our young people. So the CDC director said suicides and drug overdoses this week. Uh, he said this that suicides and drug overdoses have surpassed the death rate of coronavirus among high school students. Now it's not exactly clear what he means because of course there's not a lot of high school students dying of coronavirus, but he, the general theme of what he's saying here is listen, we see young people dying of drug overdoses and suicides at a increasing or higher than normal rate. Right. Saying it's having a very negative effect on the mental health of, of young people. The director did not provide specific data, but What he's saying is consistent with anecdotal evidence. Recall a few weeks back, um, the doctors at a hospital in Walnut Creek, California, said they'd seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in just a month's time. Similar data have been published in Eagle, Colorado, uh, Eagle County, Colorado, Cook County, Illinois, Yakima County, Washington, and Pima County, County, Arizona. So there's only one answer, of course, which is to keep adding nonsensical restrictions. Now, Dr. Fauci wants goggles <laughs> on Wednesday. Fauci said, if you have goggles or an eye shield, you should use it. Asked if eye protection will become a formal recommendation. He said, Oh, I don't actually use government force to make you do anything. No, actually he said, um, it might, if you really want perfect protection of the mucosal surfaces, do they want our, our lower and upper faces covered? Cause people will just wear sunglasses. Sunga- sunglasses plus a mask. I don't know. Maybe just the full. How easy mask. would it be to commit crimes at this point? That's that's the uh, that's the real cynical perspective on this. There's no distinction between upstanding citizen and Antifa terrorist. The costumes are the same. Ugh, this is so grim. Full, full body condoms win. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, really. How close are we? Anyway, I've I've taken enough time, and we definitely need to move on. But we're probably about due for a well, we're definitely due for a break because we're an hour. Sure, into the show. I'm gonna go feed the baby. I'll be back at seven twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay, I might. Is that okay. Well, I'll, I'll, 
we'll see. I'm sure I have plenty of, uh, I'm sure I have plenty of super chat. I can probably do 15 minutes. All right. Well, you know, do what you got to do. And all right, be right back. Yeah. Game the baby. All right. Appreciate your patience guys. Thank you. And let's check in with, um, with super chat. Uh, over on, um, over on D live giggling spy says towards a new role of duct tape. We certainly need it tonight. I don't know what's going on this time. It looks like it's more on my computer end than on like Susan's end. So I knew uh, my computer build is actually the computer build I've used for the entire duration of this show. So, you know, it's getting there probably due for uh, an upgrade here or there. So I need to get in touch with my PC building expert friends and maybe see if we can, uh, update the capacity of this machine a little bit. Thank you for that. Uh, Cameron uh, over on Streamlabs. Cameron says, uh, Oh, I got it. All right, here we go. Find it again. Cameron says, Hey, Matt and blonde wishing you both a happy Sunday. I need to be more positive when interacting with the in-laws as my hatred of uh, Marxists and their handlers manifests with uh, politically incorrect remarks. Any advance or any advice when taking uh, talking to the in-laws or just go full Mel uh, Gibson. I assume you mean, right? <laughs> I definitely don't go. Um, I definitely don't go full Mel. I, I, in general, I try to avoid talking politics in everyday life interactions that have nothing to do with politics as much as possible. Unless the person I'm talking to says, I want to talk politics because it always, it always goes poorly. But I, I really try to, um, to abide by that rule with uh, with family as well, because I think that the the need to maintain peace with family is uh, is even higher than with your average friend or with just a person that you're running into in your your day to day life. So I tend just to kind of grin and bear it when it comes to family. That's my strategy. I don't really want political warfare within the family, but depends on what you're being asked to grin and bear as well. I suppose. Good luck. Uh, Candy Max says, I think we finally we're finally slowing down some of the uh, coronavirus. It's so weird how it just rips through communities and then eases up and treatment. Fuck, you literally don't know who's going to be or who's going to crash or be fine. Weirdest thing I've seen in my 29 years. This, of course, from our respiratory therapist friend Candy Mac down in Florida. It's good to hear that things are improving. And thank you for updating us on what's going on in Florida. Crypto Crook says SpaceX success is kind of bittersweet for me. It's fascinating that SpaceX can take astronauts to space and get them back. I'm happy for Elon Musk, but apparently Russia blew it. There's just no use. There's just no use Russian space industry or use for the Russian space industry. I don't know. I'm not a great space travel mind, so I have no idea what Russia's been doing. I couldn't tell you, but apparently they dropped the ball, I guess. Thanks, CryptoCrypt. Angel of RNGesus. Walked into Quick Trip and Karen started harassing me for not wearing a mask only for three teenagers to start loudly cracking jokes about people who wear masks. I have uh, hope. I have hope my I have hope my town and the next generation is not yet lost to the mob. Well, that's good to see. I have not I've had almost no mask heckling. And if you do have to endure it, it's glad to see that lady got a little mockery thrown back at her. That's good to hear. Redicus says, Matt, you need to make a sounder out of Remy's uh, people will die. This Senator is hoarding one more kidney than she needs. So we need a mandatory organ donation bill, unless you just want people to die. Oh yeah. That's a YouTube skit, right? I think I've seen that one before. 
Yeah, you just you just want people to die is the repeated is the repeated phrase. That probably would be useful. Good tip. Uh, Candy Mac also says, and these damn nurses and coworkers bitching about Trump not making masks mandatory for the country. Jesus, I'm trying to educate on states' rights and federalism, but to 50 people, dude, it's rough and uh, sad at the same time. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you think this is wise. You want that policy. Great. Isn't it much easier for you to make that decision yourself or for you to lobby a person with whom you have much closer contact, like your representative in your state house or your state senate? or your governor, these people are all much more accessible than the president of the United States. And say what you will, uh, maybe masks are effective, maybe they're not. I don't necessarily, I I guess these people are going to argue that some guy not wearing a mask in Spokane, Washington, has a direct effect on people not wearing masks in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay, fine, but I guess don't, don't travel to Washington. And if you're Florida and you really are that concerned about it, as we've seen, I guess you can try to do some sort of quarantine enforcement on people entering Florida, but yeah, it's, it's this thirst for people to make decisions for you instead of taking responsibility and just making the decisions that you see fit for yourself. Very bizarre. Thank you. Candy Mac. Redicus says, would I be wrong if I was to spit on the grandma and threaten to piss on her? (laughs) This was my fear. And we would set people against each other to appease the uh, unsubstantiated rule. There is a compromise in the medical context, but, but not to submit to the Karens. Uh, yeah, I, I worry about this sort of thing too. If someone confronts me that way, verbally aggressive, I'll probably snap back a little bit, but as soon as it gets physical, uh, you're, you're, you're creating some very dangerous situations. I don't want to be a party to that. I just want to be left alone. And that's why I say as much as I don't want to be victim to these mask Karens, as silly as I think a lot of mask stuff is, I'm never going to go hassle anybody about their mask choice. I don't care if you want to wear a mask. I don't care how you want to wear, wear your mask. You do you. I'm also not going to hassle a business or at least mock them if I think that they're making the wrong choice and I'm a regular consumer there. Maybe I'd say it in a respectful way. But to the extent that this mob hassling is dangerous, I really want to avoid engaging in it myself too. Kim says there was a question on the call-in show about children-friendly books on pol- uh, on political philosophy. The listener should check out Tuttle Twins, the Tuttle Twins series by Connor uh, Boyack. It teaches government and economics from a libertarian perspective. That's uh, okay. That's Tuttle Twins by Connor Boyack. If you're that listener, Al Shahim says the entire muzzle hysteria is nonsense. Doctor Shivia Ayadurai. Uh, who is running for the Massachusetts Senate seat as a Republican uh, and would be a great interview has gone through the studies that say muzzling doesn't reduce spread. Project fear proceeds as planned. I I've seen him. Um, I've seen him interviewed on Stix's channel. I've seen him on a few spots and I think he's a, a good guy. I'd like to hear what he has to say on the issue for sure. He seems like an intelligent, um, well-rounded person. So I should probably check it out. Let me hop over to YouTube. Thank you for your patience guys. I got, I have to, uh, have to, reload thanks to susan's phenomenal new system when she's not trying to delete my videos she's developing less user-friendly ways to navigate super chat she does it all really uh let's see um here we go this this new system is such trash i'm sorry guys let me find it uh do 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 here we go holden uh, mulray says hey truth seekers matt you're 
Second Amendment explanation regarding the size and scope of personal arms to defend rights and property uh, gave articulation to my values on the subject. Well done. Love you guys. God bless. Well, I'm glad to hear that it, uh, that it was helpful. I can't even remember what I said necessarily, but uh, I imagine it was something on the precision to defend your rights and property or your life and property without unnecessarily compromising other people's something along that, the, those themes. I think I just realized I forgot to get you guys over on D live your treasure chest dues to sit tight. I'm going to hit that right now. And that should, uh, that should open up in about 30 seconds. Thomas, uh, Benoit, Benoit. I don't know if that's how you say it, but you unfortunately were Susan. Thank you for supporting the show. The message is gone. Long Dong John says, I have one thing to say regarding the Patreon situation. Jack Conti. Hope you're listening. Ahem. Uh, ha 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 ha. It goes on quite some time with a lot of explanation, exclamation points. We'll get to that toward the end of the show. I have a lot of thoughts on that too. JK says BLM making demands to small business, follow the line, provide monetary support and give us 1.5% of your profit among other things, or we will destroy your business. Seems it is working. I heard they're doing that in, was it Louisville somewhere? They are. They're basically going around and saying, Hey, this business, you're going to do what we tell you, or we're going to bombard you with bad Yelp reviews, that, that sort of stuff. Real shame. If that's uh, if that's happening, Richard enormous says, Hey Matt, I'm not a basketball fan but a cute girl i know is and she told me she would give me favors if the pelicans win the championship things are looking up for me i guess i don't know anything about basketball don't the pelicans have uh zion or whatever his name is like i don't know if the pelicans are a good shot to win or not but um hey good luck good luck man Let, let us know how it goes boogeyman 917 says here's a reminder to never stop till you get enough cheers good good advice from uh mj I, I love that song. I love working with that song for the intros too, when it's not getting all screwed up for technical reasons. Sorry about that. Agent Flippy says, if you're looking for some A plus cringe, check Vouch's take on DHS arrests in Portland. Love all the hard work y'all been putting into the show. Appreciate the principles you stand for, Matt. Well, that's very kind of you. Thanks. I don't know that much about uh, Vouch. I've seen he debated Sargon and I know he debates uh, other people. So I just don't know that much about the guy. I, I and I don't certainly don't know what he said about Portland, but I'll have to check it out. Thank you. Uh, Paul B says question since I qualify for Sargon and Southern's uh, jilted fan base that rage quit. Who has the one-stop shop advice on how to bury Patreon? I'm in Texas. Love the show as always keep up the fire. Well, I'm going to get to that later in the show. Cause I too, I'm interested. We aren't eligible as creators cause we weren't banned off Patreon. We voluntarily left as a result of all that stuff. But I was a patron of Sargon's at the time, so I potentially, as far as I understand, could be a party to one of these suits or arbitrations. And I think it all has to do with California, or is all within the jurisdiction of California because that's where Patreon is, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know that Texas would have anything to do with it. But I'm not a lawyer on this, and I'm certainly not organizing people to do this, so take my words with a grain of salt. But I'm trying to learn the answers to those questions too. Intellectual ammunition says uh, a message also deleted by Susan. So thank you, Susan. You're really helping us out tonight. Thomas uh, Benoit also says, I've been, this this one was deleted before. Maybe this was the message. I've been in a fire academy since early March, but I'm finally wrapping up now so I can uh, be here for a bit. Thanks for keeping me up to date through the podcast while I was kind of sequestered through all of that. Well, good luck. And thank you for supporting the show. 
Much appreciated. And uh, and good luck with the uh, the Fire Academy. Pitu Marcus says, just scored a job in Texas, leaving Minnesota by the end of the month, not paying for the damage caused by the peaceful protesters. Hasta luego. Let freedom ring. Well, congratulations on the new job. And I hope you find uh, a new home that you like in Texas. That's cool to hear. JP says, masks in Minnesota now. Not fun doing trades work in an old folk in an old farts home wearing a gator the entire time. Oops. God damn it, Susan. Hold on. I'll get it back. Susan's system there. Susan's system made it disappear for me. Not fun to work in an old farts home wearing a gator the entire time. Might have to peacefully protest in Minecraft soon. <laughs> yeah, I, God, man. Uh, all the best to you. I mean, I don't know how you handle that when you're when you're doing like that sort of work in a private person's home. For me, if you go into a big grocery store or whatever, you know, I just wear the stupid gator and I get in and I pull it down. When you're the only guy working in somebody's home, it's much more difficult. And of course, if you're in an old farts home, as you characterize it, and it's somebody who is vulnerable theoretically and somebody who wants you to do that, maybe you got to make concessions in that way. If it's for that specific uh, person hiring you, might be a grin and bear it type thing grin under the mask and bear a type thing. But uh, of course you're also a party to that sort of contract. So if you don't agree to those terms theoretically, and hopefully you could find um, work to do for somebody else who's more aligned with what you're looking for. Anyway, good luck. Seth Vader says three years of your show and finally made me purchase um, my first firearm, a Smith and Wesson shield nine mil. Also, I recommend called to communion. Uh, for you blonde it's made for new catholics but it may help a lot well congratulations on arming yourself and i will highlight this one for blonde see if i can mention that to her when she gets back here momentarily bobby collins says hey matt i just started with the uh vert coin on your media site i just wanted you to know that what your experience with it has been also when nuking season comes for blonde free the nipple to go out in style <laughs> yeah maybe um, I actually have not used Vertcoin too much. I know that it's a crypto that is is um, the whole system is is developed or run by listeners of the show. So they wanted to um, to see if we, they could generate some use through my website, and um, and I haven't used it a ton personally. But if you have experience to sh- experiences to share with me about how it's going, absolutely send me an email. Thank you. A bug says sorry can't watch tonight, uh, but here are bits of my my last bits of Corona bucks, please use them or please put them to good use. Tannerite makes me happy. Tannerite is always fun. And of course we'll see what Congress has in store, but there might be more Corona bucks coming, coming down the pipeline. Matt Nelson says repeal the 17th, give States more power. The constitution is the best piece of law put forth in recent history. 17th being what direct election of senators, right? If I'm not mistaken, refresh my history here. Uh, yes, direct election of senators was the 17th Amendment. And I agree uh, that it should be chosen by the state legislatures. The entire concept of this country is that it's going to be a balance of power between the federal government, the state governments, and the people. The House of Representatives intended to be the people's house, directly elected local representation, the Senate designed to represent the states. Indeed, that's why there are two of them per state, regardless of the population of that state. Every state is supposed to have something of an equal say in how the federal government operates on behalf of all the states. I think that would be an improvement as well, but good luck. I don't think we're we're seeing that happen anytime soon. The Mad Chemist says, since the virus proved that we are 
at all times one step away from tyranny, at what point do you feel the masses uh, need to rise up and boogaloo their respective leaders due to gross overreach? In my opinion, I think we've seen so much broad scale violation of the rights of the people that that sort of um, removal of those people from power is is certainly justified. Now, I'm not advocating a violent overthrow, of course. I think we need to try to defeat these people politically. But when the, the whole concept of self-defense is about what is justified in reaction to unjustified aggressions against your rights, your life, liberty, and your property. And I think we've seen a lot of that. The trouble for people who want to defend their lives, liberty, and property myself included, is as we've talked about many times on the show, we tend to be leave me alone type people. And I'm certainly guilty of that. What that means is I don't have a lot of political organization. I don't have a lot of organization to exert political will on the political powers that be. And so before I start talking about whether whether use of force is justified or any of those things, I think you have a moral obligation to work within the system first and I think that the first thing that I need to do, and that perhaps a lot of us need to do, is to organize better, to, to, to run for your local city council, to get on your local school board, to stop a lot of this stuff in your neighborhood and organize and network with like-minded people to exert that political will first. I know that doesn't give us a lot of satisfaction tomorrow, but I think it's the morally right thing to do. And I think it's the most practical thing to do. I want to see these problems solved without violence. At the end of the day, I think everybody does. So it's on, it's on me and it's on all of us to get more organized. And of course, when you're more organized, when you have a stronger network of people who share your views about your natural rights, if shit does hit the fan and there is some sort of violent uh, event that happens, you're much better organized to meet that event. And to defend yourself, Susan, defend yourself. The whole point. So, yeah, got to get better at local organizing, and I'm certainly guilty of that. Mad, uh, oh, no, that was Mad Chemist. Matt Nelson says, love both of you. I don't normally catch the show live. Is there any way to support you guys outside of the live shows? Yes. Uh, com. My website has all of the options, and I try to make it as much available to you as possible. So I think I'm pretty much signed up on everything or have as many avenues available. But if, if you go to the website and you're not seeing something that you think would be helpful or you'd like to work something out, just send me an email and I'm happy to accommodate. And thanks for supporting the show. User 799. Thanks for supporting the show. Bear tank says as one of the bears that got sued by Patreon, it was interesting getting served for the first time in my life. Hopefully others will use this method to fight back long live Bertaria. Well, uh, good for you guys for, for fighting for what's important. And uh, I will be watching the developments in your case very eagerly. So good luck. Holden Mulray says, here are a few extra sprinkles of silicon dust. So you guys, oh, Susan, damn. Susan lost me again. I'll find it. You click one thing and the whole thing disappears. Holden Mulray says, here are a few extra sprinkles of silicon dust. So you guys can buy some duct tape and clothes for blonde <laughs> love you guys god bless thank you richard enormous says wanted to take my dad to a gun range he hasn't used a rifle since his compulsory army service service during socialism times gun ranges don't accept drop-ins i hereby dub Quebecers as pussies <laughs> okay i don't know i guess that must be your local range i don't know how they operate but um 
But I'm glad to hear your, your dad is getting uh, back into it. Incompetent Hands says, uh, next it's the Patriots, Chiefs, Cowboys, Raiders, Saints, Bucks, Vikings, Steelers, 49ers, Ravens, because they were named after Edgar Allan Poe, who was a womanizer and an opium addict. But honestly, it wasn't George Floyd. No, he was a saint. We'll get to that momentarily. But the saints are also banned. You're right. Yeah, it'll, there, is no, there is no stopping point. And frankly, us, uh, us scandos have been maligned and misrepresented by the Vikings for far too long. We didn't wear horned hats. Um, some of us can't grow a mustache that lengthy and luxurious and certainly not blonde. So it's not a good representation. You don't know. You don't know anything about me. Oh, well, do you? And I was talking about scandos. I was talking about our people. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the growth potential of my mustache. Oh, well, maybe. But, that's what, <laughs> but I was talking about how the Minnesota Vikings logo is an unfair depiction of us scandos because not all of us can grow a blonde mustache down to our nipples. <laughs> maybe. I have to borrow uh, some of your blonde hair and tape it on there to try it out. That can be arranged. <laughs> Maybe next Halloween. Although I figured for Halloween this year, are we going to have to be Mark and Patricia McCloskey? That, <gasps> yeah. that seems like the obvious one, but we are a few months That's away. That's a tough costume, though. I'm sure it's not going to translate well. I don't even remember what she was wearing. Striped had shirt that iconic... and just a gun. And, a, you know, pink polo. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't think it would work. A little more info on the McCloskeys momentarily, but let's get back into some... Um, some stories and I will uh, mark where we left off here. So I don't forget. Can you tell me where you left off? Yeah. On? Next up is going to be uh Ogan Matic. Okay. Ogan. Matic. All right. Um, I might have to move. We're kind of a little behind, so I might have to ax a topic or two, but uh, really, yeah, you know, as always, I'm, I'm prepping too much, trying to fit too much into the show. And uh, you know, that's, that's uh you can't always get to everything. So maybe I'll nix this, um, this NBA crap because who cares about sports stars kneeling yet again? Anyway, a few updates from these protest cities. So the city of Seattle, former site of Chaz and, and all this other nonsense, they have uh, published a proposed, resol- proposed resolution to abolish the entire Seattle Police Department and replace it with a, quote, civilian-led Department of Community Safety and Violence Prevention. This would... Uh, yeah. Replace, Brevity would really help them out. Yeah, that. better name. Yeah. This would replace the police force with nonprofit programs and community-led activities. Uh, this apparently is the long-term plan that they're working on. Recall in the short term, the Seattle City Council had a has a veto-proof majority to defund SPD by 50%. So the rerouted money, the idea here is the rerouted money would go to community organizations Instead of a police department, those organizations would have to show that they are, quote, well versed in de-escalation skills, along with, quote, trauma informed, gender affirming, anti-racist praxis and, quote, are committed to hiring staff that are from the communities that they serve. So you still get your tax money taken away from you. It's just now it goes to um, instead of going to people that you vote for, it goes to ultra woke gender studies majors. Who I and guess, disabled trannies, yeah. Yeah, who I guess you're supposed to call if a robber breaks into your home. It's not uh, immediately clear if this particular plan has the votes that it needs to pass, but this is the framework that they're building. Uh, Seattle residents are understandably pissed, so hundreds of callers blasted the city's plans at a virtual meeting on Wednesday, saying these plans will only worsen violence and crime. Callers were so numerous 
to the Seattle City Council <laughs> meeting. It took nearly three hours to hear from all of them. So we'll see if uh, Seattle City Council actually cares or if they'll use their veto-proof majority to cram down whatever progressive nonsense they want, regardless of what Seattle citizens want. Do you remember the homeless influx because of um, because they changed the protocol on drug arrests and the amount of heroin you could have before you were charged with possession? And that just drew this massive homeless community. This is clearly going to do the same thing for criminals. <laughs> if I were a career criminal, I'd be like, sweet, let's yeah, go to free Seattle. rain in Seattle. No, exactly. no pun intended. But Why do they think that nothing is going to happen? Do they actually think this is going to work? To, going to work, it, or are they trying to usher in an era of chaos? I mean, especially let's say not just a criminal, but let's say you're like an organized criminal. You're like a new school mafia guy. Like you want to run genuine crime ring type stuff. Yeah, this is where you go to do it. Oh, they're going to send some blue haired after me to say that I'm yeah. reinforcing sexist gender stereotypes or something yeah okay yeah did everybody see the sopranos yeah. remember that <laughs> meanwhile in, in portland the feds in the state of oregon reportedly this week had an agreement to scale back federal police in portland oregon governor kate brown said in a statement wednesday that the state and the feds had agreed to a phased withdrawal of federal officers from the city a limited contingent of federal officers was said to remain and provide security at the courthouse but they will remain focused only on the courthouse's interior. Oregon state troopers will replace the federal officers downtown to protect free speech and keep the peace, says the governor. After speaking to Vice President Mike Pence, Governor Kate Brown says about the feds, quote, they have acted like an occupying force and brought violence. The A brought violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how she spins a, who's bringing the violence when the feds are gone and the Oregon state troopers are the ones getting attacked. I guess that it will be her who brought the violence. Now, the timeline on this trade-off is unclear. Acting Homeland Security uh, Secretary Chad Wolf says federal officers will not leave Portland, quote, until we are assured that the courthouse and all other federal facilities were no, will no longer be attacked nightly and set afire. It looks like some of the worst stuff has scaled back a little bit the last couple nights, but it's still like night 60 whatever of of nightly crime being conducted around this courthouse. 67, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever happens, it's sort of unclear if this deal's going to work out or not. There are hilarious scenes of insanity still continuing on the streets of Portland. A trans activist named... Um, Juniper Simonis was arrested this week after defacing federal property. He was set to be charged, but was let go instead. Throughout the arrest, Juniper can be heard screaming that um, that he's a woman. Here's That's what real women do. We're just constantly screaming that we're actually women. Yeah. Whoa! Do not! Back up! Back up! Back up! Back up! Yeah, well, I, I guess even if you were a woman, does just being a woman get you can you commit crimes without consequence as long as you scream, I'm a woman? Have you ever tried that one? Uh, no, I haven't. Maybe I should. 
Uh, I think the best part about that video, though, is the dog that's so excited to be doing its job. It's tails wagging. <laughs> I guess I didn't even notice <laughs> that it was a police dog. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, was it a police dog? I don't know. I guess I would assume. I don't know. Did it have like a police rig on it or was it just a normal? I don't know. I, I just know. saw its little waggy let's, tail let's next to this tranny's face. Uh, um, I think it was back further. It must have been a police dog. Let me yeah. see. Let me see. It looks like it's with some of the cops. You're talking about that dog way back there? That, no. Oh, there's no, a different it was one. Right next to her, yeah. Um maybe it was his dog, her dog. I don't I don't know. Whatever. This is just so preposterous. Like this this would be funny if it wasn't so sad. This person has a serious mental health issue. Like, is there anything about this person that suggests that they're a woman they're not even trying i think he's just dressed in like a crop top world champion athlete simonis uh juniper simonis apparently that sounds like a real name he he dominates chicks at roller derby uh, for the rose city rollers i'm a world i'm sure he does yeah world champion athlete uh says this person with a beer gut i bet but i'm sure he actually does dominate chicks at roller derby i'm sure that actually is true you just knock some teeth out for sure. Uh, uh, but what kind of world are we living in where we where we act like men like this can just masquerade as women and it's totally fine while being supported by feminine feminists? Some, not the not the turfs, but yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the internal battle among feminists among feminists. It's sort of impressive that they were able to wield their power in such a way and then just reverse everything that feminists had fought for. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should be in team tranny. Maybe I should be supporting what they, yeah, what they do. Yeah, it's only a matter of time until you uh, are you are an odd ally of um, Islamists and certain transgender people who are undoing wi- advances of in, in women's rights. This is a revelation. <laughs> Activists outside the courthouse also burned a stack of Bibles because, uh, yeah, it's about racism and George Floyd and, and whatever else. Here they are burning a stack of Bibles. No sound on this one, but you can you can see them with their little fire pit and the Holy Bible being tossed onto it. Now, in a um, in a crazy story, one of these Antifa criminals was actually outed by his pro-Trump grandma accidentally, as I think is, is the idea here. Carla Fox, the grandma, tells The New York Post that she recognized her 18 year old grandson because of the vest he was wearing, which she claims she bought for him. A vest that was resistant to rubber bullets, not like bulletproof, but protection from non-lethal rounds. After an IED attack on the courthouse, an explosive attack with video showing a slim male suspect wearing this vest, Fox recognized her grandson and tweeted a response to an article with a um, an article about it with a picture of her grandson saying, this is my grandson. I love him to death. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the tweet. Uh, I didn't know he was going to do such a bad thing. I had been posting several things about the Antifa and BLM. He knows I'm against those riots big time. He chose his poison. Now, apparently some good tough love. We need more of that. So it was just, it it wasn't grandma like calling the cops. She just replied to an article story on Twitter and authorities connected the dots from there. And apparently the comments helped the authorities, um, well, they, they obviously helped the authorities identify him, but he now faces felony, a felony arson charge, which would be a minimum five years in prison if convicted. This kid's 18. Apparently, he was on probation for some other prior crime. So he, he might be in serious trouble. I'm sure she knew that. I'm reading her Twitter right now. She seems like she was pretty with it. Um, I'm sure she knew that it was possible that he would get caught. Hmm. 
from her tweeting about this. She is uh, at Trump's girl 2020 if you want to follow this grandma. She tweeted BLM equals Antichrist 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, sp- <gasps> speaking of Christ, let's move on to honoring St. George Floyd or at least uh, s- something of a comparable figure to Christ, George Floyd. In Minneapolis, it is all hail George Floyd all the time. The Minnesota Twins had their home opener on Thursday night, and at exactly 8.46 p.m., they had a moment of silence to commemorate an outfield mural of St. George. And now we pause. Associated with the tragic death of George Floyd, and the Minnesota Twins want to take this time to observe a moment of silence to both honor his memory and remind us all that we are here together. One team, one territory, united for change. (laughs) I hate to, do you notice below his face, I can breathe now? Is this for real? (laughs) Did Andrew Anglin do this? They got all the names, they got all the names on the, uh, on the, on the mural here. Does it have, did they, I'm curious, did they include Michael Brown or did they exclude him? looks like they excluded him. Good for them, I guess. Anyway, here's, here's the rest of the moment of silence. As I was, as I was asking on Twitter, when is the moment of silence for the multiple city blocks scorched and the body found inside the burned buildings? What, Never. You know the answer to that. What is that moment of silence? And um, for now, I guess we'll have to settle for the moment of silence for the man who once robbed a pregnant woman at gunpoint and, uh, of course, was stopped about to go run over your kid high on meth at the time before his his death. Don't forget no. the fentanyl. That might have taken the edge off the meth. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would have been fine driving. Uh, I mean, no matter how he died, do I really have to care that somebody like this is dead? Well, I think to be as fair as possible, of course, given the footage that we've seen, and I say this as a George Floyd tinfoil truther, but yes, it appears that there was injustice done to George Floyd. That's fine. I don't think a lot of people have a big dispute with that generally. I don't have to honor him as a hero. This guy seemed like he had a lot of problems. This guy seemed like he created a lot of problems for a lot of other people. I'm not going to pretend he was a saint or someone I must celebrate. I I can get with you that a police injustice may have been committed. I still would like to wait for the full results of the investigation, but that's fine. I don't think it has a place in a baseball moment of silence. That's another, but in, in general, I'm not going to honor the hero that was George Floyd. I'm absolutely not going to do that. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that either. And you know, you, you, if as an average citizen, you're not interested in politics, you're looking at this and you're, and you're saying like, okay, this, black criminal was killed by this asshole white cop. And then the reaction is for all of these black people to like loot Nike stores and burn down their cities. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with your deeply held principle in r- of racial equality with that information? What do you do about that? Cause it's no longer anecdotal information. If, if you see it happening on a mass scale in the country, like I, I just don't believe that this is not turning normies racist well it's got based be. on the reaction to the twins uh, for this move and a lot of um and a lot of moves they've been making of a similar theme I, i'm someone who's a fan of that team i'm someone who follows that team on a daily basis in the summer usually just reading the facebook comments and twitter replies of people who are 
fans like I am, it's a lot of people like, I just want to watch baseball. Please shut the hell up. I just want to watch baseball. They don't want politics at all, but they can't help themselves. I know, I know. And then, like, whatever happened to the era, I know he was on steroids, but the era of the Mark McGuire and stuff like that, like, half that team was, like, Dominican. What's going on Baseball is still, uh, I don't know if it's predominantly uh, Hispanic and Latino, but it's disproportionately Hispanic and Latino, and it's disproportionately non-white. It is certainly not a white-dominated area, baseball. Used to be, right? Not anymore, though. Well, I don't know what the historic demographics are, but certainly not not Mm. currently. Sports are stupid. Everybody should just stop watching sports. They're forcing me out. So I'm coming around to your perspective yet again. Wow, I never thought I'd (laughs) see the day. Who would have thought that a Chinese bat virus is going to be what stops Matt from liking all sports? I just don't want to have to watch a Marxist anti-America pre-show for my entertainment. I'm out at that point. But one last uh, update on uh, Minneapolis. Remember that crazy umbrella man? who yeah. was seen walking around the Minneapolis uh, riots. We we showed him, I'll show the clip one more time in case you don't remember, but when the riots broke out, there was an auto zone and this weird man with an umbrella and a gas mask was walking around just cal- calmly breaking windows while onlookers were watching him and, and asking him like, well, what the hell are you doing, dude? This was the original clip. Oh, that's right. So now apparently police say they have an ID on the umbrella man and surprise, surprise, he's an evil white supremacist who's behind the whole thing. He's behind everything. So the suspect, they're not naming the suspect, but this is according to an affidavit. Really? That uh, has not naming the suspect. You know, this is bullshit. He hasn't been charged yet, I guess, in their defense. But there is. So what? Like that wouldn't have been leaked somehow. This there is record of it at the uh, at the police department and um and it has been verified by local media apparently. The suspect is a member of the Hells Angels biker gang and nope. and also a member of the Aryan Cowboy Brotherhood, a white supremacist gang, the affidavit said. That is not a thing. The identity uh was apparently discovered by an email tip outing the guy for attempting to sow discord and racial unrest quote until the actions of the person you're you're um until the action of the person until the actions of the person called umbrella man the protest had been relatively peaceful the warrant said the actions of this person created an atmosphere of hostility and tension uh, 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 of hostility and tension it is believed that this individual's sole aim was to incite violence. So yes, we're supposed to believe that it was only umbrella man that turned Minneapolis into a war zone. Uh, I will, um, I will believe it when I see it. If you can tell me who this guy is, what this guy's name is and who he is, and we can verify it for ourselves, maybe, but I don't, they, the reason I'm so skeptical is because it's kind of a strange claim, but also remember they've, we've seen similar themes like this appear in other cases in the past. So, there was um there was the Coast Guard white supremacist guy with the arsenal of weapons that turned out to be a mostly bullshit story. Like Ten guns and a thousand rounds, and that was it. And a weird and spreadsheet. Just, and a weird spreadsheet. That was it, yeah. <laughs> and then Lumen Jew. Yes, right. 
Remember they tried to do this um, with the group called The Base that was supported uh, that was reportedly infiltrating the Virginia gun rights protest as well. I don't remember this. Yeah, they tried to say that some Nazis came down from Canada and went to Virginia to infiltrate the group. And so the whole thing was a Nazi event. Now we're going to hear how Minneapolis it, it was actually a peaceful protest until the evil Nazi guy arrived and started breaking windows. And suddenly everyone was like, hey, yeah, let's riot. That looks fun. And that's what prompted the whole thing was one Nazi guy. That'll be the narrative. It looks like. Um in the interest of time, I'll move on past this story, but just in case you didn't see it, again, which protests are cool and which protests aren't? Outside of uh, D.C. Planned Parenthood, there were some protesters chalking on the sidewalk. Black preborn lives matter. They were arrested. Mm. They were arrested on the spot. <laughs> Even though D.C. is one of these many cities where they have these gigantic Black Lives Matter street murals, it says Black Lives Matter in the street, but if a guy wants to chalk Black preborn lives matter outside of the D.C. Planned Parenthood. He is arrested. There'll be no more of that. And, they are uh, really pushing it. No. They're, they're really overplaying their hand here. I want to, um, I want to move into the Patreon story because I know we had some super chats about it. People are eager to talk about this. And I am too with the uh, time that we have left. So Patreon has had an ongoing battle with Owen Benjamin's listeners and patrons. They're referred to as the Bears. And Owen was banned off Patreon in October over claims of hate speech, whatever, the usual. <laughs> so Owen and a hundred of his fans filed a lawsuit against Patreon in January. And this case has taken a lot of technical twists and turns, but Mike Cernovich has been following it very closely. And he explained what's going on and how Patreon lost a meaningful decision in court this week. Patreon, like every other website, has terms of service. Under the terms of service, all class actions are banned and all claims must be arbitrated individually. That matters. If you're a Patreon user, you can't file a class action. You have to go to arbitration by yourself. Under California law, when you do arbitration, the big guy, the company has to pay your fees. So Owen Benjamin got banned from Patreon and then Hundreds of his fans, who they call the Bears, filed individual arbitration actions against Patreon. Under a new California law, Patreon has to pay each arbitration uh, fee up front. That varies from $2,500 to $10,000. That's not legal fees. That's just jams uh, fees. That's just arbitration fees. Patreon now has to go $10,000, $10,000, $10,000, $2,500, $5,000, depending on the amount of money. But you can see the numbers get really big quickly. Patreon goes, holy shit, our terms of service actually are don't apply. And they went and they sued all the bears who had moved for arbitration. The judge just issued his final ruling today. Preliminary injunction denied. In other words, Patreon lost this lawsuit. So what does this mean? All those arbitrations are going to go forward. Patreon is going to have to write some big checks for legal fees for arbitration fees if enough creators move for if 100 creators move for, for arbitration against patreon right now which they could do under um under california law then patreon would be bankrupt they should definitely do that well there's there's kind of a debate within the community about how to handle this which i want to get to in a minute but it's, it's a lot of complex information there to understand. To give you the, the TLDR in theory, as far as I understand this, anyone who was a patron of a banned person prior to the banning 
and prior to the change in the terms of service that Patreon made. So if you were a, a Patreon... So they of, just changed their terms of service after at, this arbitration? Change. As part of this ongoing legal dispute, yeah. But let's say you were a patron of Sargon at the time he was banned, or a patron of Owen Benjamin at the time he was banned, or a patron of Lauren Southern, we'll get to in a moment, at the time she was banned. And you haven't agreed to the new terms. There's some complexities there. But let's say you were a patron at the time. Patron at the time they were banned, you, you could theoretically be eligible. Um, this might be a really dumb question, but does it matter that they live in different countries? I don't think so. I think it. I, I have to qualify everything I say as a totally out of my league legally here. But as far as I understand, all of this takes place in the state of California's jurisdiction because that's Patreon's place of business. Gotcha. Take so my if word with a grain of salt, though. You have to be a patron at the time that somebody was banned. But if you were prior to their change of terms of service, um, you could move to arbitrate in the state of California, I think, is the is the okay. takeaway here. So and and per California law, why that's significant, you could take that action and Patreon has to pay up front for the cost of that arbitration. There are some costs that you incur by doing this, but the point is it costs Patreon as as Cernovich was saying, 2,500 bucks, 5,000 bucks, 10,000 bucks, circumstances depending. Those are costs that Patreon has to cover up front per California law. Sucks to live in California where you voted for all this crap, but congratulations. So do we know how many people from the bears arbitrated? I've seen reports that it's, it's triple digits, like a hundred or so, or or maybe a little over a hundred of that's a million dollars. If each one was right. So, and I've seen kind of competing takes or competing approaches from both Sargon and Lauren Southern, both of whom are directly uh, involved or their patrons are directly uh, relevant to this case. So for Lauren Southern, she's actually on, on Twitter organizing her former patrons to participate in these actions. If, if you were a former patron of Lauren Southern, she's looking to get these people organized. You could theoretically partake and um, there are some costs that you may have to cover if you do this. Patreon doesn't have to cover every single cost. There, I've seen people saying it'll cost you like 250 bucks. Now, Sargon, I watched okay. Sargon's entire lengthy stream on this, and certainly he shares some of the appetite to put the screws to Patreon because you get what you fucking deserve, Jack Conti. However, Sargon is more worried that uh, that creators who did nothing wrong would be punished by Patreon suffering, which is they can a- just move to Subscribestar. He's right, but you know, fuck Patreon. Doesn't he just want to stick it to them? Well, this is where it gets interesting for me. And we just had a, a super chatter earlier, um, wondering what to do. As I mentioned during the super chat, patrons of us, former patrons of us who supported us on Patreon, it's not relevant for us at all because we left Patreon voluntarily in response to all this stuff. There's nothing to yeah. arbitrate there. However, I was a patron of Sargon's at the time he was banned. Remember when I talked with uh, Jacqueline, right. what's her face? I said, listen, as a consumer, it's annoying that you banned a guy I support and you didn't even send me a notification to say, hey, he's gone. Listen, you white N word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm in the same situation as a lot of consumers here. That is to say, I could theoretically take action in the state of California for potentially a couple hundred bucks oh. to turn the screws on Patreon. Now, where that gets difficult is you got to front the money, you got to work with a lawyer, you got to operate as an individual. My question, if people know, are there people who are organizing to do this in a group way, but technically individual? That is, 
to say, can I, is there a lawyer out there I can go talk to right now and say, listen, I'll float you two or 300 bucks, whatever you need to help put the screws to Patreon. Honestly, I'll do that on principle without any expectation of any return to me. And okay. So live chat's telling me it was 72 that were countersued. More people apply. Yeah. And then Laurel said that you can always sue someone where the defendant resides unless the contract lists a different venue. So Patreon, Patreon's listening in California. Okay. You can always, always sue them. So I, I've thought about this a lot and I've thought, well, do I want to help put the screws to Patreon knowing that it might harm people who make stuff like I do and who did nothing wrong? And I'm certainly sympathetic to those people. However, at the end of the day, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that that Patreon might collapse? It's, it's not, it's not my fault and mm-hmm. it's not the fault of those creators. It's Jack Conti's fault. And I know that it's not convenient to simply upend the financing plan for your project. We've done it here by choice. That said, Subscribestar works very, very well. And for people that have a following, again, I know it's not convenient, but you can say, listen, Patreon is an unstable bullshit platform that bans people at will i'm leaving and i would very much appreciate it if you would come along with me by and large the people who support you on patreon are your most loyal people that you have they will happily go where you want them to go and to anybody out there who's who's in this situation i will say as someone who was terrified to jump off that cliff i mean we talked about it privately for a long time jump off that cliff start on subscribe star start our own start my own website type thing work at that Deleting your income is terrifying, but I can tell you when you have a loyal audience like this show has, and like we have, they're in it for you. They're not in it for Jack Conti. So I know it's inconvenient for the, the, those, those creators who did nothing wrong. However, this, this should be viewed as an action to protect all of us and to punish Patreon for screwing all of us. I'm I'm more on board with the um, let's put the screws to them perspective of the Lauren Southerns. And that's not to say that Sargon's wrong. I don't think he is, but I don't, I don't view putting the screws to Patreon as, as, as wrong as he may, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I agree. They deserve to be punished. And at this point, I mean, I understand this hypocrite. I still have not deleted my Patreon for my personal channel. I can't believe they never banned you. Me too. Yeah. Uh, just in case I ever go back. But at this point in time, if you haven't tried to transition off of Patreon, then it's kind of your own fault. And I will say this. If anybody out there is familiar of some organization among Sargon's former patrons, please email me of how I uh, how I could get involved. I'm probably better off. I should just um, see if I can get in touch with Sargon and maybe he knows. He's not formally doing any sort of organization, but maybe he knows some people. Because I've decided after thinking about it that I would like to participate. So we'll see if I can get involved. Uh, meanwhile, Patreon is not just getting hit from the people on the right, uh, so to speak, that they've banned, but they're also getting hit on the left. There's a hit piece against Patreon this weekend in the Daily Dot that's going after them for not banning QAnon conspiracy theorists and profiting off of every QAnon transaction. Some, uh, it's an astonishing grift, says the Daily Dot piece. 
And uh, it says Patreon gives them, being the QAnon conspiracy theorists, the means to turn their followings into cash. Its terms of service are lenient enough that some QAnon followers <laughs> are starting to use it as a contingency plan in case they get banned. So, man, Jack Conti has really dug himself into a difficult position. Yeah, he's in a bind. This is, this is what he gets. Oh, I should clarify. I'm not still getting paid for not making videos because I on my Patreon, yeah. I was getting paid per video. Right. So when I don't make content, I don't make any money. Right. But I did keep it active. Yeah, still not banned. Still not mm-hmm. banned. Well, I'm not saying anything <laughs> on my channel. <laughs> I, I guess. Anyway, it's that time. Let's uh, check out the hoax. Hey. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? No backwards swastikas this week, unfortunately. And in fairness, I could see this story being true or partially true, but I could also see it being a total fabrication for a prosecutor who's up for re-election. So Sean King, who of course is known for telling the truth about everything, was uh, he claimed on Facebook this week that St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner... Um, who what it was it was also claimed this week that Kim Gardner the circuit attorney in St. Louis was dropping the charges against the McCloskeys. This is the the pink polo guy and his wife uh who defended their home from the mob in June. Now that reporting to uh, appears to be incorrect. The state attorney general filed a motion to dismiss that case but the case is still active. Anyway, according to Sean King, that prosecutor Kim Gardner has received has had racist letters flooding her office. Uh, here is a sample of a couple of those. Do you want, you got these handy? You want to do a reading yeah. of these letters? Sure. Should I just do the first one? Yeah. It looks like kick, by the way. It does. Um, yeah. I hope the KKK gets you and strings you up from the biggest oak tree. Be the best thing that. Ever happens, I guess. Ever happens. <laughs> yeah. Be the best thing that ever happens. You. N-word? I think it's the N-word, but I don't know if I can show that without Susan getting mad. Nothing but a liar, a lowlife, crooked N-word, or cunt, bitch. Something like that. Kim, I hope you get the virus. Hope it takes your last blank? What would that be? Your last lowlife breath. You are a scum N-word, presumably, all the way. Now... This is the same person, right? It looks like the same it does look like very similar handwriting. I'd like to see what a handwriting expert would say on that. Um, even look like look, for example, at the B's, the capital B's. Yeah, very similar. Is there a, also very my God, look, look at. um. OK, see and breath under in the second letter, low life breath. Yeah, look at the shape of the capital B into a capital R. Um, oh, and into yep. an E and how close that is to the capital R into an E on Oak tree in the letter above it. Uh, yep. That is all. You have a good eye. I didn't notice how similar the handwriting was before. Uh, and the B's and it's somebody that's trying to change the nature of their handwriting. I can tell by the capital E's though, that this is, I think this is female handwriting. Well, and also why are some of the E's capitalized in some lowercase? Because they're trying to pull one over on this person. I don't know. Maybe this is real. <laughs> the story. Here's here's the, some more context to the story, because it's not actually new. These letters were supposedly received in April. This story here showing the letters, the ones that Sean King was referencing April 18th, 
2020. Now, oh. Gardner's spokesman says the letters came in the mail. Why are they being pushed now by Sean King? Because there's an election on Tuesday. Yeah. In the original posts of these letters in April, Kim Gardner posted them saying, quote, get out and vote on August 4th. So very politically convenient. She's the city prosecutor. She's got all the investigative authority and power in the city. But so far in four months time, uh, no suspect identified in these threats, mm. only political convenience. It makes you think that political usefulness is the aim of these letters rather than actually getting to the bottom of who's sending her these atrocities. And in, um, in another story, it's just, it's not hoax hate per se. It's a symbol of a Norwegian couple that has been misinterpreted as hate. The owners of a Michigan bed and breakfast have removed the Norwegian flag outside their business after being accused of promoting racism from people who think it's a Confederate flag. Now you can see the Norwegian flag there if you need a refresher. It's got the same colors and it does have bars, but it is also lacking the stars. And, and bars are not, uh, they're not uh, diagonal. They're vertical and horizontal. Are people retarded? That looks nothing. <sighs> it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, the colors and the bar. <sighs> also, if true, who cares? Yeah, I also, yeah, if I see a Confederate flag, which I do occasionally see sometimes, not the end of the world. But uh, this is Kirsten and Greg Ofenecker, owners of the Nordic Pineapple. They hung the flag opposite of the American flag after they moved into the Civil War era mansion in 2018, the Lansing State Journal reported. They took both flags down last week. Quote, this flag is so often mistaken for the Confederate flag and people are often offended by it before they realize that they're mistaken. Kristen Offenbacher, owner of the uh, establishment, wrote on Facebook last week. She said she was forced to, quote, find a less conspicuous place for the flag after what amounts to constant harassment over it. The Nordic themed business reported receiving at least a dozen hateful emails and a constant barrage of verbal attacks for the Norwegian flag, which merely happens to be red, white and blue. Uh, or have a, a red, white and blue cross oriented differently <laughs> yeah it had long flowed beside the american flag at the boutique hotel's front steps now even more ironic uh detail down lower in the story here they um they've been accused of racism but they actually have two adopted black children so they're <laughs> they're doing the most scando thing possible which is as being as kind-hearted and inclusive as possible but still submitting to the mob when called out for their bad behavior of doing everything. This is the mob on them wants. though. Her <laughs> saying that they're for, they've been forced to move it. Bitch, you weren't forced to move the flag. You caved because you're spineless. And I, and Probably. I hope that you notice now that having two black kids is not going to save you from being totally eaten by the mob. And I wonder how many of those angry emailers were in fact, actual or even prospective customers. Probably not. They're just probably angry Karens who drove by one day. They weren't going to say It doesn't matter. There. Just have a form letter that you send back. It's like, you fucking idiot. Can you recognize <laughs> that this is not a Confederate flag? And then you just put a picture of the Confederate flag in there. Yeah. It's a Norwegian flag. You, you know, yeah. it'd be so easy. Anyway, we'll see how long the name Nordic pineapple is allowed to stand. That seems kind of racist. The name of the establishment itself. So is it Nordic or Norwegian? I, I can't remember. Anyway, 
either way. I don't Nordic think, pineapple. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be allowed to have Nordic or Norwegian pride of any kind. That's going to be construed as hateful <sighs> in the short term or in the short in the near future. Anyway, that's a show. Uh, if you're ready to hop back into uh, super chat. Yeah, I couldn't find the person that you said was okay. the last super chat. Let me um, through search. It was Ogen. O g e n Matic M a t i c. Over on uh, D Live, Christopher Pack says just got in from grabbing photos of the full moon. Missed the first half, so here are some lemons. Well, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Wang Zhang and Black <laughs> Phillip, thank you guys also for supporting the show. And if you're good to go on YouTube, go for it. God, I hate this new... I was bitching about it while you were gone, too. <laughs> now it's saying not found. O-G-E-N. I, all right, let me... Uh, I just oh, got a go. couple over on Streamlabs. Crypto Crook says, Day of the Rope, Day of the Brick, Oven Ready, Defensively, Susan. Do I even have that? Uh, I don't think I even have that sounder good to go. Dang it. I had to clean up the system recently. It's gone. There but go. I remember the JJ at Twitter. Bill says... MLB in 2016 was around 65% white in 2016. No way, but I, I I'm sure that I guess that's true. You must've looked it up. 7% black, 27% Hispanic, just like in Compton. I gotta be careful here. <laughs> uh, just like in Compton, the Latinos have become the main diversity at the expense of blacks probably has something to do with <laughs> redacted by Susan. <laughs> Thank you, Phil, for the clarification on baseball demographics. I'm surprised. I did not think it was majority white, but I guess it is. Um, rumor has it, this is Ogenmatic. Ogenmatic. Uh, rumor has it that Michelle Obama's battling testicular cancer, so not a VP possibility. <laughs> Additionally, does anyone actually believe the DNC is allowing old Joe to make any decisions regarding his campaign? No, no. I, I really don't. One more over on Streamlabs. Mike Donovan says, pursuing Patreon through this legal case is absolutely worth the trouble. You frequently advise fighting this political battle within the system. We have a sentiment I stand behind, and this seems like a prime opportunity to do just that. Let's get them. You know, that is a fair point. I just did that earlier in the show, and I think you're exactly right. And I say that with um, with full sympathy to people who did nothing wrong but might be negatively affected. And I will say this. If there's some creator out there who did nothing wrong but gets burned by Patreon because of Patreon's failures... I will personally help that person. I don't care if they make music. I don't care if they make what I don't care if they're a Marxist YouTuber. If you need to set up a a source of income for yourself through another means, I will offer you the information that I have and help you through it. If that's the trade off that I have to make for turning the screws on Patreon because they really deserve it. Intellectual ammunition. Uh, GTFO of Virginia, Tennessee, had my son on St. Patty's Day, was getting ready to join the right wing death squad soon if I didn't go. Was not going to raise him in a blue state. God bless him. Breathing free air now. Fuck Virginia. I hear you. Well, good for you. And congrats on the move. Uh, Doc Bailey, um, Foster Air Force, whose motto is aim high. The driver was Army, who always aims center mass. Army Mm. beats Air Force again. Were you having a problem with Super Chat where you couldn't see all of the Super Chats? Is that what was happening? So I have that issue. Do you have to like scroll left and scroll. right? That's yeah. that's the great Susan uh, update that makes it even harder to navigate. And then I kept making the mistake too that if you... Sorry to guys who can't, you guys who can't see it. This is too much information. But if you click anywhere else on the screen, it, it goes, takes it away. Yes. Okay. 
It's, this is this is a new thing, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, awful. Thank you. It's like, even harder to use now. I think Susan personally designed this interface. It is awful. I, w- I wish. Um, I mean, I guess I could put it up on the screen, but I, I don't want to. It's inside my YouTube channel. There might be sensitive information. I just don't want to do. Esoterica Unbound. As a public health official, Fauci has proven to be a fraud. From CDC's own numbers, the Americans under 45 dying of COVID since March is half the number murdered over that period which is less than the number of suicides or drug ODs. This is just this is so sad. Wow. Uh, Sir Garfield. Yeah, we got to look oh, clo- more sorry. closely at these numbers. And, and certainly at the end of the year, there's going to be a lot of analysis to be done. And we'll see what sort of mistakes I think we made. Yep. Sir Garforth, um, I just got banned from my favorite Twitch channel, channel's chat for referencing a certain space movie from 1992. <laughs> so I'll have to find some other way to spend my Tuesday and Thursday nights. Did you uh, um, did you Google that one? It was referenced on Wednesday. I don't. Think I think so. only I did. I'll read a couple if you want to. Just Google space movie from 1992 and don't read what you find. Okay, we're on Nathan E. Okay, Nathan E. says I live in St. Louis. An interesting trend I've been seeing is million dollar houses in very nice neighborhoods with Kimberly Gardner signs in their yard. Talk about cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I uh, imagine that. I take it you saw the name of the movie. It's funny. I want to see uh, it. I've not seen that one. <laughs> um, arson inventory. Did I say that right? Um, oh, is that what it is? Now is I know. It? I've always I've always pronounced that one badly. Uh, big donation. Thank you. Can't watch, but here's my hard earned alt right bucks. We appreciate oh, well, it. Thanks, thanks so much. Appreciate it. I am not going to be niggardly. <laughs> Shanique was stunning and brave. Doctor Fauci, you were on the receiving end of a twelve man glory hole bukkake. I don't know if we can read that one. Does that make you a homosexual? How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to opine on that, on that position. Um, I, Shanique was sending a great, as always disgusting. Yeah. But thank you. Solid entry. Yeah. Thomas says urban Moses parts the retard. See, (laughs) uh, yeah. For that guy in Austin. Yeah. That's a good title. Uh, Elijah Workow. Last year of college is all online and I lost my job due to COVID, but at least I have my sanity safe space. Oof. Thanks for all you guys do. You're welcome. Rough Thank draw, you. man. I'm sorry to hear it, but, uh, yep. but, but all the best. And I hope, I hope you come out of this uh, ahead and uh, good, good luck with your last year of school. God, that situation sucks so much too. Cause sucks. Yeah. As someone who still appreciates my college experience, so much of it was social too. You just, it's just to lose out on all of that is a major bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah. I lost your camera again. Okay. Uh, this is from Laurel. I had to cancel my show tonight. There was a COVID outbreak at my daughter's military camp and the whole thing shut down. I had to fly to Alabama yesterday morning. We got back five minutes. Oh my ago. God. Yikes. Wow. Jeez. Sorry to hear it, but Sorry, uh, hopefully things improve. Graham Godfrey, black witch doctor claiming she had the cure for COVID using. What is that? Black, uh, black one now. I don't know. But you're talking about the the doctor at the press conference who's like, can I even say it without Susan banning me? The doctor who said hydroxychloroquine cures coronavirus. Not me, Susan. The doctor who said it. Yeah, she um, she's just been erased off the Internet. And what's crazy is, does she seem kind of loony? Yeah. Is she the doctor that I would pick for me or my family? Probably not. However, she is a licensed physician in the state of Texas. You can get treatment from her. Susan and Jack and the rest, you're telling me 
that I can't hear her opinions on the internet, but I can drive to Houston and have her physically operate on, not like surgically, but just physically handle my body for treatment. That what, what kind of insanity is this? Oh, apparently it's the generic name for hydroxychloroquine. Oh, okay. Plaquenil? Plaquenil? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Bobby Collins, I don't know if you've considered this, but would you consider chopping your show up into smaller, easily shareable videos? Just a suggestion if it's feasible. I don't want to do that. And... We had a clips channel, and the thing is, like, it's possible. Of course, it's possible. However, it is. It's more work than you think it is. It's got. You got to actually do the editing. You got to do the processing. You got to do the posting. Currently, I kind of operate as much um, of a workload as I can while maintaining sanity. Mm-hmm. It's not to say no, I wouldn't do it, but I will say that we had Eclipse channel before and it just wasn't well trafficked. I mean, we we yeah. mentioned it all the time. Some people were over there. I know some people enjoyed it, so I'm not saying nobody did. But to me, it didn't generate the sort of viewership that justified the work necessary to make it. So that's why I haven't mm-hmm. tried to recreate it again. I'm not saying no, but... Maybe maybe we could figure something out in the future. But to do something like that each and every week is a few hours worth of work for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jacob C. Um, Evening, gang. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. Been talking about Biden today with a friend, assuming there's a legitimacy to the lead Biden has in the polls. What are the reason um, the reasons for what reasons are there for this lead? What's his appeal there? I mean, they're not legitimate. So I reject the premise of this <laughs> super chat. Uh, what's his appeal? I mean, if he has an appeal to the, to the left, I think that, uh, he's the most generic leftist candidate. He's the least offensive leftist candidate. He's just not Trump. Yeah. And he's malleable because he clearly has dementia. Um, my dad just texted me. It's, it's the Plaquenil is the trade name. Hydroxychloroquine is the generic. Gotcha. Yeah. He's just, he's he's just not Trump. That's it. That's his sole appeal. And he's banking on people who don't like Trump and they want like a, a, a cookie cutter, quote unquote, normal candidate, a return yeah. to normalcy candidate. But telling you that is a fool's gold if you're going for him on that front, because you're not voting for him. I actually had an emailer. I need to get back into this. On, th- on Wednesday, I was wondering what happens if Joe Biden wins the election but dies before inauguration? Does his vice presidential nom- uh, pick become president? Apparently yes. that's not clear. I, I had an email really? saying that's not the case that actually in that situation, it's possible Trump would remain president. Mm. The line the line of succession in that scenario is very bizarre and we might end up navigating that scenario, but rest assured you're that's never happened. You're it? voting for Kamala Harris's new face. If you vote for Joe Biden, make no <laughs> mistake. Yeah. John Martin, John Lewis was probably cheering on Obama from wherever the hell he ended up. He spent the latter part of his life relegating blacks to the democratic plantation. Mm. Thank you, John. Um, Kevin Udy. Hey man, blonde wanted to send a shout out to my son, Taylor. We've been watching your show together as a family Ugh. for a while now. <laughs> that tomorrow, sounds Taylor like great leaves. bonding time. What are you doing? I know tomorrow. Taylor leaves to start his career in the U S army. We love him. We're so proud. That's so nice. Oh, well, congratulations. And, and thank you to Taylor for serving the country. That's very cool. This is a super wholesome family show. Yes. A uh, man yeah. with no name, longtime listener, first time giving monetary support. Interesting how protests are an essential First Amendment right that should not be limited. Yet the same people will promote so-called hate speech laws. Yep. Yeah. Imagine that selective and not based in principle. I can't believe it. I know. And thanks for supporting the show. 
Black Magic. I was going to chat something spicy, but instead I'll say this since it's Sunday. Kamala Harris is descended from slavers and enforced slavery in California. Is it genetic? Is it in her jogger blood? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. She's, she's, Jamaican. So much she's more Jamaican and Indian anyway. I just, she is. Yeah. this nonsense about count. when she makes a claim to slavery based on her skin tone, it is laughable. It is, it is absolutely insane. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Phil McPherson, I'll be doing a series of vids this week on fear, risk aversion, social control, and the coof on all minus one. Wish me luck um, not to get the hammer. And thanks for the Sandy safe space. Always. Well, thanks, Bill. And uh, good luck with your show. If, if people are um, interested in checking out a new developing show by uh, a, a listener and supporter of, of ours for a long time, that's uh, all minus one. And uh, he's Bill in the chat. Good luck, man. Derek Finley, children should always be avoided if you don't want to get sick. They're walking dumpsters except for Blonde's child. <laughs> I hate this attitude that like everybody is a biohazard. We're all covered in bacteria God. and viruses and yeah, it, people yeah. are just gross. And that's just the way it's the way that's it why you have an immune system. It's I always thought that like the 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 term anti-human, like the Alex Joneses of the world like to use that sort of language, anti-human agenda. And I've always thought, oh, that's kind of like over the top gay frog stuff. But it's entertaining. I had this moment. I had to go buy dog food yesterday. So, you know, pet smart or whatever. And I'm just standing in a line of masked people. And I, I just checked out of it mentally for a moment and, and observed my surroundings and thought, like, look how stupid and ridiculous and anti-human this yeah. looks. And they've changed our perspective on this in only a matter of a few months. Here we are all standing in a line, staring forward, not communicating with each other. I, I say this as someone who hates small talk at the grocery store or anything like that. Like when the, ch the person checking your groceries or scanning your groceries asks you how your day is going and stuff like that. Former me is like, yeah, shut up. I just I want my frozen pizza and I want to get out of here. Yeah. But now people don't look at each other. We've got these muzzles over our faces. So our faces are obscured and you can't even see the subtleties of people's expressions anymore. We're all standing in a line. We're all wearing a mask. Our individuality has been reduced to some extent. We don't yeah. interact because that's a danger. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm seeing this. It's like, man, we are these anti-human cogs in this machine right now. This is a bizarre, it, it just hit me in a weird way. I just sat there yeah. observing myself and my surroundings for Two or three minutes in the PetSmart line. Weird. It's so bizarre. Yeah. What a weird timeline. Um, Pittsburgh, my job requires me to direct traffic while road work is being done. Literally everyone who almost ran me over was wearing a mask in their car alone. <laughs> I see that all surprise. the time too. And I, I, I will admit that I judge. I think that's a damn idiot right there. Yeah, that moron. is a absolute sheep person. Unorthodox thinker. Natural 100% herd immunity or bust. I'd rather die before being forced to wear a mask and take Bill Gates fraud vaccine. Also, I heard joggers are more susceptible to coronavirus. What a shame. I don't know what you mean by that. You would think that if you're jogging around all the time, your immune system would be better. Oh, man. Um, when is this jogger meme going to run its course? <laughs> not for a while. Nate Early. No Hi, my favorite Santa. When is this jogger meme going to jog its course? I should say. Yeah, really. Yeah. Boo. Hi to my favorite Sanity Safe Space host. Seems the overreactions we're seeing from the mask Karens is due to state and local government officials coddling the irrationally scared with mask mandates. And it really pisses yeah. me off because you think that the state would use its police force to enforce state orders. No, instead, mm -hmm. it's stirring up fear. 
to get the Karens of the world to enforce it on you. And then threatening business owners with action, monetary action against them, fines against them if they don't comply. You can't coerce yeah. other people into being your policemen. Right. That's that's a, another moral angle on this that I find to be absolutely wrong. Mr. Rich, low pitch. Compared to people in America, I think Saudis have more reasonable reactions to not seeing women covering their faces <laughs> in public. Yeah. Um, Evan Schultz, blonde, considering moving to Coeur d'Alene from my native Portland to pursue law enforcement. What is the public sentiment towards LEOs? Cops, law enforcement officers. Oh, my God. Wow. I uh, hate myself. Um, <laughs> people like cops. The, the Coeur d'Alene police, um, like when people were patrolling the streets around here, uh, I didn't see any cops because there's kind of a hand, hands-off approach uh, with the local townspeople governing the town. And so people have a positive association with law enforcement. You won't get treated like crap here. And if every time I interact with a cop here, it's been pleasant. It's been a pleasant. Experience. I wonder if this person is a cop in Portland now. If so, I'm amazed you've survived this long. Yeah. Or maybe just starting a, a law enforcement career. I don't know. Uh, YouTube name. I hike New Hampshire a lot now and the social distancing drama on the trails is over the top. There's some stretches of trail where people pass closely by and nowhere you can't easily backtrack to a wider spot. Yeah, you're outside. I don't know why this is even a discussion. I, my dad and I were joking because, of course, they shut down all the ski resorts in uh, March, which really pissed me off. But now we're getting to the point, especially with Dr. Fauci and all the rest. Now you're going to have to wear a full ski outfit to go outside at any point. You got to have the mask. You got to have the goggles. We're going to do the full outerwear and gloves pretty soon. And, and and this trail stuff is hilarious. Like I said, it's just if you I'm sorry, if you are terrified of walking by a person in an outdoor setting, stay home. Just stay yeah, home. Just stay home. Not that difficult. Hal Edwards says, thank you both for the entertainment and common sense every week. We do try. Thank Jamie you, Jamie McCormick. Alex Jones randomly started showing back up in my recommendation list. What's up with that on YouTube? It must be third party uploads because it yeah. definitely can't be him. The stealth Hispanic. To be fair to the actions in New Jersey, that would have happened whether there was a mask hysteria or not. There was there was always a jogger v old lady story once a year. The old ladies have yet to win. <laughs> I guess I haven't seen the latest installments. Um, I need to reload. Sure. Uh, Chris Buckley says, uh, I've never seen good doctors censored and silenced while promoting a drug with a 65-year safety history better than aspirin. Not even, not even in, in the opiate crisis. Canadian couple... Pharmaceutical owners murdered in 2017. They produced hydroxychloroquine. I don't know that case, but maybe I'll have to uh, look into it. I, I I can't remember a time where like just a medical treatment or a medicine generally was as controversial and censored as this one is. This is really bizarre. I know. JG Diaz, greetings from Columbia, longtime listener, first time super chatter. Just graduated this week, now looking for a job, but I'm hopeful my next super chat will be when I have that job. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> have a you. Good one. Thank I, that's you. A, I don't know how much I don't know how much that is in a foreign currency, but we're very rich in a foreign currency. I am not that. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Th Maybe. Th thank you and um and congratulations and good luck in the job search. Kirby D. Matt, we can't be lovers anymore. I need an I need an individual <laughs> with a cervix or a bigger penis. Yeah, for those of you who didn't yeah. hear, uh was it the American College of well, it was, I, and, I saw it in a CNN tweet where CNN just said um, 
it was recommendations about when to get checked for for cervical right, but it was some official organization, uh, and oh, they were calling CNN women, was parroting their language. Yeah, people okay. with cervixes. Yes, individuals with cervixes. It's got to be a simpler term for uh, what those people are. <sighs> God, I know capitalism for the win. What are y'all favorite colors? I'll send you some of my homemade mask, breathable and completely pointless. Mm. Also been lately identifying with my state more and the country as two of those stars are New York and California. Um, green. Well, my, my favorite color and my favorite color for a mask are two different things for a mask. I want something as silly and as outrageous as possible. So if you're offering, of course, I'll take you up on it, make it as ridiculous as you possibly can. And, uh, I would love to see it. Thank you for that. Kitchen sink range day today. No one wearing a mask because F you, we have guns. Make me <laughs> yeah. works with a noob learning to use a shotgun and got him hitting clay. Cool. It's awesome seeing him go from nervous to giddy. Cheers. That's what, that's what you got to do. I am the world's worst clay shooter. You ever try it? Yeah, it's pretty fun. I am awful, but yeah, it is, it is fun. So I'm glad to hear it. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Freddie sauce says I saw a bit of an NBA game on TV today that digital crowd is pretty disturbing did you by chance remember to forward to blonde my disturbed the vengeful one official video suggestion i did not but uh yeah that that was a music recommendation okay noted. if you want to check it out um thank you for that uh downskated while cereal than milk is obvious i said milk in the bowl than hot baked beans that op- that's obviously superior it's just like mixing beer and jello some things are just meant to go together catch you tomorrow it's my birthday party you sound pretty drunk happy birthday happy birthday and uh but but your cereal uh your cereal opinion is nonsense (laughs) (laughs) bobby collins if you want to include a sports story cover the black orlando magics player who stood for the anthem not not wearing yeah i had it prepped and there was just so much in the show tonight that i i opted to skip it but yes the nba went all in not just one or two people kneeling everyone kneeling and with black lives matter shirts except for one guy who stood, didn't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, was asked after the fact, why are you doing it? He referenced his commitment to, he's, I guess he's an ordained minister. He referenced his commitment to uh, scripture and to religious teachings. And uh, there was a hit piece in Yahoo that said, well, he, he could be taken seriously if his explanation wasn't ridiculous. After all, who can argue with God? Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point, but also that's, the way Black Lives Matter is structured, too. You structure it in such a way that no one could ever argue with it. Oh, you don't think Black yeah. Lives Matter? If you right. think Black Lives Matter, and of course you do, because everyone does, you must accept all of our communist prescriptions for all of society's ills. It was. I wish I had more time to go through it, but yeah. the uh, I, I care less about the NBA because I've never been an NBA guy. So yeah, go ahead and kneel. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Matt Nelson, at what point should we boycott sports if they just keep supporting Black Lives Matter? It's such an obvious Marxist push that it's hard to just ignore. I think that we have approached that point. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I, um, I'm not going to play fantasy football this year, which is the first time in 10 years I haven't played. I don't. I actually don't think I'll even watch the NFL, and Vikings football is a Sunday ritual for me. I love putting on baseball in the summer in the background. I haven't been doing that. Uh, I usually, you know, when things are normal, that's one of the things we love to do when we go to the city is go to a pro sports game. I wouldn't do it now. I it's, if you're asking me to sit through an anti-American Marxist pre-show, I'm going to opt out. And I feel like at this point it is my duty as a consumer to, to vote with my dollar or my eyes or my ears and just say, no, I'm not interested in this anymore. So I'm out personally. 
1212, the nonprofits running the replacement police will only develop snitch networks to report racist microaggressions <laughs> and community-led activities. Just another word for re-education gulag. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> Russell Bullwear. That's, uh, that's doing a virtual... Oh, sorry. The only thing was that, that's hilarious. The point there being, it will be hilarious because wrong pronouns will be a never event in the city of Seattle. Those sorts of things will be policed so aggressively. Meanwhile... 30% 30 of the city's population will be murdered on an annual basis. (laughs) That's how it'll work out. Russell Bullware doing a virtual town hall with Senator DeFazio here in Oregon tomorrow. Mm. My city took down the the barbecue hoops, the basketball hoops (laughs) at schools and parks, theft violation of right together. Part one. Wow. Um, Good for you. And like I said, we, we need to do a better job of, of speaking up with our representatives and getting involved at the local level. I'm glad to hear it. Good luck. The baby beckons me, it sounds like. Okay. I can carry on with his uh, part two if you if you want me to. Oh, I'll do his part two, and then I'm going to go okay. Peter. Uh, part two, already emailed my local paper, sheriff, and the Parks and Recreation Department that admitted to taking the, bat- the basketball hoops from our parks. Nothing. I bought my house for the park hoops. Oh, man, that sucks. God. I'm sorry. Well, good, good luck in that fight. I'm glad to hear you taking it up. Um, I won't be done before because it looks like you've got about 10. Okay, yeah, I I can finish up. Thank you guys so much for your flexibility with breastfeeding. I really, really, really appreciate it. My baby appreciates it. I appreciate all of your support. um, And thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Good show. And we'll uh, we'll catch you Wednesday. And I will uh, catch up with the rest of the chatters. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for patience, guys. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, wider Sam says hard to keep a smile lately. Compliance is neighborliness, uh, appears to be the ethos of the age. Work pretends to be morally advanced when it's just religious authoritarianism wrapped in a gay chiffon chiffon masks prove we're a nation of Manchurian candidates. Yeah. It's, uh, admittedly, thank you for supporting the show as well. I am not going to be niggardly. I am having a more difficult time finding reasons for optimism and faith in the future. And to some extent, even just enjoyment of day-to-day life, because I'm so annoyed every time I go to the store. And like I said, it's an anti-human display of masked robots walking around. Uh, It's wearing on me for sure. I'm doing my best to maintain a positive attitude, but I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Frederick Wilhelm, Von Steuben says, I hear the breathing is good in Liberia. <laughs> Just a suggestion. That's a lot of hate in that heart. Russell Bulware also says, part three, the dang character limit makes it hard to say shit that's worth saying. I feel incoherent. Uh, sorry, or not sorry. Enjoy the donations, yo. Love the show. Thank you for supporting the show, Russell. And as I said, good luck in that fight. I'm glad that you're taking it upon yourself. And I hope that we all do that in our local areas and, uh, and exercise influence where we really have it. Andrew Kurska says, get on board for the best sport. NHL players have all stood for the anthem, except for one, except one. I saw one who did not, and that was the controversy. But overall, the NHL does have a uh, much better track record. Maybe it is a good time to learn hockey. I've never understood hockey, so good time to learn the rules, I guess. Hal Edwards says, uh, the guy was holding an umbrella to hide from police drones. Yeah, could be. Could be why. That would explain it. Eric Burns Marsh says, I don't remember the twins moment of silence for Justine Damon. Yeah, that's true. That was the, um, the Australian woman who was killed by the Somali cop three years ago. Justine Damon pro sports has gone woke. They can go broke support Red Bull and Goya. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, ma'am. Ruth Ann Jones says, did you see the 
Boroshenko v. Vosh video, videos. No, I, I haven't. Apparently, I got to check those out. Thank you for the recommendation. Derek Finley says, Matt, maybe you should sue them and make videos walking us through it. Um, if I got involved and it was like a informative and entertaining thing to do updates on, I would consider it. Uh, I have to connect with the right person. I'm a, I, I'm, I don't have the legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. Like I can't do this on my own. And I also just don't know who to talk to. I'd have to get a lawyer in California, I assume, or at least a lawyer who's licensed in California and understands California law on this issue. Some things, there are some pieces that have to be moved into place, but if I can move them, I'm definitely interested in pursuing this. Uh, Seo Seorsi says just searched Aryan Cowboy Brotherhood lots of hits then search it again in the same time frame uh, 8-2017 to 12-2019 I can't find them existence started just in time for the Umbrella Man is right wing well imagine that imagine how convenient these storylines often work out thank you for uh, thinking creatively in your research and maybe I'll take a look at it later as well Second Amendment Education says a test to see if Blonde can still pronounce my name but for real love the show and much love to you both uh well, I hope I got it right. Thank you, man. Better call, better call Hall, LLC. This is for Matt's new computer. Well, thank you. I think I just need to upgrade a few parts, you know. Um, this is a custom-built PC, so just swap out some parts that have been sitting in that PC since 2015, 2016, so it's about time. It's probably about time to uh, have some of my knowledgeable friends do some work on it, so I appreciate it. JL says, you cannot have logged into your Patreon since the TOS update, otherwise the old TOS that the bears are suing over would not apply. Also don't forget Mr. Medicar, Mr. Medicar got banned and his fans can sue too. And as far as I understand, I don't think I've logged into Patreon since I straight up deleted my account about a month after Sargon got banned. So I think I'm covered in that area. Arv Prentice says, I watched the bar hearing had to stop three different times out of rage. I have all the respect in the world for Barr for not just walking out. Nadley is a Nadler is a power hungry midget. He is an oompa loompa of rage for sure. Yeah, I, I wish I had time to talk about a lot of that stuff this week, but with time that we had and also that was sort of earlier in the week and we were kind of behind on that one, I decided to talk about other stuff. But yeah, um, my respect for Bill Barr increased a lot and I respected him prior. And more than his patience, he's just a quick witted guy. He's just Quick on his feet. I can see why he was a successful lawyer. And uh, he seems like a good guy to be the uh, attorney general of this country. Esoterica Unbound says, sending more money because I missed the live show last week to cross state lines to camp in Kentucky with family, uh, with family menfolk from Missouri. No social distancing from either kids or my 82-year-old grandfather. Main impact of coronavirus BS was my dad talking about being ready for death then traveled to Illinois for a funeral attended by more and older relatives hugs from all except the family Democrats <laughs> claimed. They look forward to a return to normal as if they'll ever surrender this power. Yeah, I agree. And um, I'm glad to hear that your family was able to have some um, reunion in such a crazy time. Uh, and, uh, and, and all the best to your dad as, as, uh, as well. And uh, yeah, I, but generally I agree. The idea that the pursuit is the return of freedom, the return of liberty. I don't think that's the aim for the people who are pulling the levers right now. I think it's uh, more restrictions. I think it's goggles. I think it's other nonsense that doesn't that we have yet to see. But it's August 2nd now. So um, it, it, masks were the big thing in July. We're moving to a new month. There will, there will be a new piece of crazy that we're all expected to conform to. Just sit tight. 
Major Lee Awesome says, love the show. As usual, I heard about the uh, DOS. Oh, the the Dosaki's plaque studies. And I thought you le- I'd let you know about Kyle Hill. He has a channel on YouTube and he has a laser focus on data. Closest thing to pure objectivity. Oh, well, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, Elatus says the Norway flag story highlighted the global political division. Maybe the left is somewhat right about nations and borders. Maybe the real global division is between um, whites with balls versus whites who hate themselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does divide that way. I don't know. Laurel says uh, 20th Amendment, Section 3, the president-elect dies if the president-elect dies before taking the oath. The vice president-elect takes the oath. Oh, is that actually in the in the Constitution, or at least a constitutional amendment? I guess I hadn't seen it until now. Thank you for the clarification. I was very curious because I think that's a realistic possibility. Obviously, Susan, I'm not hoping that it happens. But Joe Biden, I won't be surprised to wake up tomorrow and see that he passed away peacefully in his sleep. He's a man of that age and clearly a man of declining health of some sort. So if he was elected and if he died after election but before inauguration, it would be Kamala Harris's weird new face, assuming that's his pick. JCKDDSN, Theodore Kaczynski was right. Have to disavow on that one. Uh, But in in all seriousness, uh, Ted Kaczynski's writings were very coherent. And I say that with full disavowal of his violent actions but his writings and his thought are they were very clear and i i always say people who do terrible things and give us written reasons why they did the things that they do we should read them to understand why shouldn't just tuck it under the rug and act like it never happened we want to understand why these things happen he 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 was a good and clear thinker and writer Uh, obviously the violence is bad Jeremy Young says Garrett Foster was holding his rifle low ready, which is a shooting stance. It's like having a pistol uh, unholstered. That's a threat. Yeah, I mean, uh, open carry is his right in that state. And I would I would argue for it, of course. We'd have to dissect what's the difference between open carry and, you know, a a low ready stance, which which you're characterizing there. Maybe there's some root room for debate there. To me, it's it's less about the way he's holding the rifle and more about advancing toward the car, which is being surrounded by a mob and beaten by a mob, the car that is, uh, with with the rifle on full display. That, to me, seems like it would cause a, a reasonable person to assume there's a, a serious threat uh, immediately before him. So that's what that's what gets it to me. But I'll be I'll be curious to see how this case plays out, because uh it seems like the self-defense laws of Texas are going to be on the side of the driver, but maybe there's some more information still that we have not seen yet. Jeremy Young, oh, that was Jeremy. Bill uh, McPherson says, make no mistake, the masks are made to dehumanize. The reality is most businesses don't care. Uh, the reality is most businesses don't care and want to stay open. Took a trip to the West Coast last week for a wedding. Magically, if eating on the plane, the virus wasn't an issue. Yeah, it's... uh very selective. Kirsten says, I'm surprised that the twins didn't take a knee to honor George Floyd. Also, do you think the virus would be a nothing burger if Hillary had been elected in 2016 instead of Trump? Yeah, we'd be hearing about a strange uh, variant of the flu or a variant of a cold bug that was causing, you know, complications, hospitalizations, maybe even an unusual amount of death, but it would not be the hysteria. 
than it is now. I, I'm confident in that. Shaniqua Stunning and Brave says, <laughs> as a trans woman of color, everyone used to clap when I was in public for my stunning bravery, but now I'm a P-O-N-M, person of non-mask, and I'm getting karen I use blonde-inspired response. Lick my ass, Karen. Well, good luck, Shaniqua. Kelwin says, uh, regarding Obama's political speech during the John Lewis funeral, how can you tell when Obama is lying? His lips are moving. (laughs) The speech was exactly like a political speech he would have given a decade ago. And I I think the guy is a good speaker. I mean, that's that's what attracted to that's what attracted me to him in my young, naive years was the guy can give a hell of a speech. And I can I can say that. Um but it's, to me, I can't, I can't believe, even if you agree with the politics, I can't believe anybody there, and they were applauding during the speech, that you'd be happy to see what is supposed to be a celebration of a man's life turned into a political rally about some agenda that we're trying to pursue in the future. Talk about dancing on a guy's grave. It, it, just, it strikes me as totally disrespectful and irrelevant. And I wouldn't like to see that whether I agree with the politics or not. J. Francis Ward says, should conservatives abandon Twitter? They do great at complaining, but short of Dorsey leaving, do we really expect Twitter to be a fair place for free speech? Also, have you seen Ryan Long's videos? I'm not familiar with the videos, but this is the great debate. Should you go to places like Parler and Gab? Yes, you should. I'm on those platforms and I'm signed up there for the long haul and I think they're doing a great job. The only, my beef, my beef with Twitter or my hope for Twitter is not to, convince them to change their ways because i don't think they're gonna the reason i hesitate to leave twitter is because that's where all the entertaining people with whom i disagree are i want to get in the viral threads with celebrities and other leftists who have ridiculous opinions i want to mix it up with those people who have ridiculous opinions and when you go to gab or parlor it's a lot more people with whom you agree and that's not gab or parlor's fault it's just the reality that they are the home of people who have been given the boot on Twitter. I like what Gab and Parler are doing. I want to support them and I will as much as I can, but I also like being able to mix it up with crazy people. And, um, you don't get the, the, the leftist crazies on those platforms. Jacob C says, first off, thanks for your guys uh, response. Part of my question was also prompted by the Britishers latest uh, video. The week that was, it's worth a watch. Second off, Love the MJ remixes you use. Hail to the king. Well, I I, I particularly enjoy that uh, Don't Stop to Get Enough remix. So thank you. It's always a fun one to work with. And uh, last one over on YouTube, Second Amendment Education says, would love to have you have a guest on my stream someday when it gets bigger, uh, 20,000 now. Hey man, anytime. There's I don't have a threshold for what streams I'm willing to go on. In general, especially people who are listeners or viewers of the show. I don't always have... Uh, a ton of time that I can offer, but in general, I'm I'm happy to make an appearance. So just send me an email and uh, perhaps we can arrange something. Uh, let's see. Over on uh, D live skills of the gun and will Heron. Thanks for supporting the show guys. Much appreciated. And I think we're all clear. We'll check uh, Streamlabs and we'll call it a night. Let's see. Um, yep. We're all clear. So uh, we will call that a show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And of course, uh, thank you for your patience as uh, Blonde is taking care of the little one and all that that entails. Thank you for hanging out with us live and keep us pointing in the right direction on 
Uh, the factual matters, very much appreciated. If you're listening later on demand on YouTube or on DLive or on BitChute or wherever you're catching the show, thank you kindly as well for supporting and listening. We very much appreciate it. And if you're looking for more of the show, if you can't get enough, check out those audio platforms. They're linked in the description. They're linked on the website. Spotify has been added in the last couple of weeks. I see a good chunk of people listening over on Spotify. So if you want to take us on the go, just audio, check those out. And uh, you can listen wherever you go. You can always email us. That's beauty at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a great night.